The jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. This is the Hagman and Hagman Report for today. It is Friday, January what? 16th, right? 15th. 15th. See, I'm a day ahead. No, I was just making sure that we were on the same page. Actually, it is January 15th. It's Friday. Uh, I did know that, contrary to the way it sounded. We're coming to you live from the studios of the Hagman and Hagman Report here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania, where it is above freezing for the first time in several days. But it's still a, a really a, a nice... Uh, an above-average winter in terms of temperatures. Anyway, folks, uh, we broadcast live each and every weeknight, bringing to you uh, our news, information, and analysis, 7 to 10 p.m. every Monday through Friday, right here on Global Star Radio Network. We're also uh, simulcast on Blog Talk Radio Network, BTR, Blog Talk. And uh, you can watch us right there. I can see us. You can watch us live on our YouTube channel. And that's uh, just go to Hagman and Hagman.com. And um, it should be right up on the front page. And it is? And I'm not sure. No, I think uh, I think this is the, the pad that's doing this. Okay. Because I, I, I think J.D. is, uh, pardon us while we while we take care of business here. Uh, I think J.D. did uh, put the no, watch. It's, see, it's correct on, on, the, right. on the PC right. here. So. so thank you, J.D., for putting that up. God bless you. Um, yeah, we're just yeah, looking we're good at to go. Okay. All right. So yeah, if you go to hagmanhagman.com, you can catch the live stream right there. Uh, it, just press the play button or as again, you know, again, um, and there you're going to have the best seat in the house compared to our studio audience out there. Um, <laughs> Eric just, uh, gave a little <laughs> whoop. Anyway, folks, in case you don't know, I'm Doug Hagman. I'm at the, the helm here with fellow investigator researcher and most importantly, my son, Joe Hagman. Together, we are the Hagman and Hagman Report. What I'd like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. You know, we dig deep into topics that captured Illuminati-controlled mass media won't. They never do. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that in 1946, the Rockefeller Foundation paid the American Historical Association uh, $146,000 to write the history of World War II. And the reason they did that, because they didn't want to be embarrassed. They did not want the truth about World War II to come out um, as the truth came out in World War World War One. So between World War One and World War II, World, subsequent to World War One, the uh, the media, the books that were written, the academic analysis of the First World War embarrassed the political elite. So the Rockefeller Foundation paid $146,000 or subsidized, gave a subsidy of $146,000 to the uh, American Historical Society, or American, uh, the AHA at the time, which basically they were the, the authors or the, um, producers of the textbooks. The history books at the time, and, and that's to, that was to keep the truth about World War II away from the public. And this is one and of that's their, contained today. One or, of their areas of expertise day. is using their power and influence to uh, change the perception of the public 
through the mechanisms of control that they own, uh, being the media and uh, whether in print form or uh, all the forms we see today, uh, they have been able to do that. And we did a show not too long ago. We went we went over how the uh, government and the um, secret societies or the power elite have had uh, teams of people that go through and revise history to fit the narrative that they need. Exactly. You know, the one world order, the new world order, the old world order that will be the new world order is fast approaching. It's really here, basically. Uh, all that is needed now is some more movement of some chess pieces, and we will be uh, subjugated, fully subjugated to the the oppressiveness of the oligarchy, the tyranny of the New World Order. And we've got a great show for you planned tonight. I do want to mention portions of nice broadcast brought to you by American Survival Wholesale. You know something? We opened up brand new can of of freeze-dried raspberries, freeze-dried bananas, bananas and pineapple. And pineapple. And we we've been we've been munching all afternoon. Here it is. Here it is right here. The Thrive Brim. Uh it's as we've been munching all afternoon on uh these products. Uh they're fantastic. They're available at americansurvivalwholesale.com. That's americansurvivalwholesale.com. And uh Munching away we are. What is this one here? Uh, this is uh, those are the bananas. Bananas, and, and you know what? They're delicious. They're healthy, and they're not just for emergencies. But let me tell you something: if if there was an emergency, <laughs> you'd be eating pretty good. So that's americansurvivalwholesale.com, americansurvivalwholesale.com. And uh, also by Healthmasters, healthmasters.com. Not only are you eating good, have a couple of purple sticks before you uh, take to the airwaves. I'll tell you what, uh, we can actually, uh, we don't even need microphones. We can just talk to you right in your ear by virtue of the purple sticks. Now, you know, I'm, I'm joking around, but, but, but health is a serious issue, and we need to live and eat healthy. Hey, healthmasters.com, great products, fantastic products. Now, um, again, a lot of information to cover. And I want to thank the people who followed yesterday's program. And Joe and I were talking about this, and it's a, it was a little bit difficult because there was so many disparate, so many disjointed events that we were addressing. And when you have a three-volume work like Sinister, just an absolutely excellent work by Peter Lavenda, Sinister Forces, which get, goes from really, uh, uh, you know, the history from the 15th century to the 21st century it's it's just you know it's difficult to like put into words and, and all of the agendas and multiple agendas at play and all the different uh, mind control programming stuff um, we are so excited well excited might not be the, the, the word to use we're enthused to bring you information about really the mechanics of the new world order and uh, the mechanics that let's take the, the things that are taking place today. For example, uh, the, the the oil prices. You know what's going on with this? And I'm going to open a little bit with this, Joe, with your with your with your permission. And, and go for it. All right. And then um, uh, I just want to just let everyone know that uh, what we're seeing today with oil prices. What we're seeing today with the oil price or the gas? Well, no, oil prices. I'm sorry, the barrel oil per barrel prices. The, the crash. This is war. 
This is war. We are seeing this is war. Folks, did I say this is war? This is war. Look, this is asymmetrical warfare uh, in the, by virtue of, I mean, this is asymmetrical warfare. The bottom line is a sustained low oil price, far below levels necessary to finance government budgets, means that something major is going to give here any moment. Well, maybe not any moment, any day, any week, any month. In 2016, the likes of which the world has perhaps not seen. And and what is this, where is this going to blow? Who benefits from low oil prices, or who is hurt by low oil prices? This is, this is war, asymmetrical warfare by the West against Russia and China. And that's really, that's all you really, I mean, that's the bottom line here. The current trend right now is toward an escalation of the conflict between really Saudi Arabia and Iran, the West and Russia. Now, when you look at Saudi Arabia and Iran, and again, this is chess on three levels, any one of either one of Saudi Arabia or Iran, either one of these totalitarian nations, certainly could implode into a civil war during 2016, much like Syria, much like Libya. Even Russia is not immune to this fate. And you know what? Neither is America. The oil price collapse is having a devastating impact on all the world's major oil producers, as it is not just a case of what the break-even price is. And there is a break-even price for all countries. And I'll explain that in just a sec. But but the price necessary to finance government budgets that are now in extremely deep deficits, which are these have been triggering increasing global instability as the price continues to slide. What What is it now, Joe? I think it closed about twenty nine dollars, and um, it was at thirty dollars, and I think it ended at twenty nine dollars, as well as the stock market down three hundred ninety, uh, the Dow down three hundred ninety, I believe, and the global oil prices have fallen sharply over the past seven months, as we've seen, uh, they continue to fall from um, fifty dollars a barrel down to what we see today which is twenty nine dollars a barrel and at fifty dollars a barrel there was talk of, of trouble uh, uh, and panic if you will uh, you have OPEC and uh, these other oil producing nations who are taking a hit at the same time they the bump that they had uh, you know you look back to 2009 2010 when gas was five dollars a barrel or uh, a gallon and a hundred and ten dollars a barrel, they were making a killing. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, Russia. Every country, and, and folks, this is important. I, I believe every country has, for example, um, a uh, government budget and a break-even number for oil. Okay, so for example, and a really good article right now. If if you want to. Um, if you, if you want to look into this or read this, a really good article is from the Market Oracle. 
Okay. Right? And there's also one at BBC, the winners yes. and losers of falling oil prices. I- exactly. Um, the BBC is, is not as, as, as intense as the market oracle here. Um, however, for example, Russia, they, they budget $110, um, price per uh, barrel. But they, they've got a $20 break even point. Russia, the th- world's third largest oil producer, second largest exporter, remains in war, war mode, so as to divert attention of the Russian people away from the economy in meltdown. Putin, of course, is turning his military, you know, has turned his military ambitions far beyond Ukraine. And he's expanded his military operations in Syria. Okay, now, compliments, I should say, of the Western intelligence agencies, including the uh, Hillary Clinton and Obama CIA. This is no small matter when you look at, you know, the movie 13 Hours that's coming out. Did you ever get the feeling that the powers, the real powers, don't really want Hillary to survive the the political stuff they're 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 kind of it's like a water torture against her but see all of this know. you know we, yeah we i mean can speculate on this after uh you're done covering the with the uh the prices of oil and the effects it has on different nations but um you have to remember this is not a race of uh you know who can finish first this is a race of endurance and True. We have a long way to go. Yeah, and and very good point, and I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, hold that thought. Now, um, right now, here yesterday's show, and and this is kind of a a bounce off yesterday's show. Given the I'm looking at this through the prism right now of the oil war, the war, U.S. versus Russia versus Saudi Arabia versus Iran. I mean, this is what we're seeing right now. Okay, we're seeing change. Wealth, we're seeing wealth shrink. Record numbers are on welfare here in the United States and really all across the West. Our political structures are dysfunctional. Regulations are suffocating the economy. Personal privacy is non-existent. Have you ever, folks, have you gone to the doctors recently? Have you read their privacy policy? Actually, have ours, uh, our local UPMC yes. privacy policy with me. Four pages, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. All right, but, but but see, that's just that is a symptom of a dysfunctional, oppressive, tyrannical, regulatory takeover. I, I mean, uh, and when you read it, it's bad. Oh yes, yes, but and that's a whole separate discussion. But but the bottom line here. Do not think that what we're seeing right now, the changes, the the the, the devolution or de-evolution, or whatever you, you know you might be thinking. Do not think, for example, that, that these are these are just merely strange twists of fate, or somehow they're all unrelated. For example, the oil, the um, the economic, uh, the wealth uh, destruction, uh, the oil prices, the uh, war, the war against pers- personal privacy. Uh, the foreign policy disasters, the, the racial conflict that is heightening, beginning to grow now, 
even more. And you might think, well, wait a minute. No, I, I haven't seen this in the news. Well, no, you're right. You didn't see it in the news. You have to go down to drill down to the local level, different geographical areas, you know, Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and, and see the underreported stories about the the racial divide. And, and it's getting worse. And also what the news is not reporting, um, what, what the news is not reporting is the synagogues. Right now, synagogues are being tagged, graffiti, some arsons, churches, the same, and to a lesser extent, mosques. I'm saying that because there is domestic, no domestic tranquility with with respect to the uh, religious chasms that, that are deepening and widening. And this is underreported, just as the racial wars are being underreported. Well, today the world's actively being transformed within the lines of a very narrow economic, political, and social philosophy. It's the philosophy of Brzezinski and Rockefeller, of the global elite led by those two. We've talked about this before, too, and... uh, we, we, in fact, we've talked about it, and, and it, it, it's called technocracy. Or technocracy, I'm sorry, technocracy. In fact, uh, Pat, I think it's Patrick Wood, wrote a fantastic book on technocracy. He, he, in fact, he wrote back, when he wrote the book, he, he did say that, uh, uh, from the, from the back of his book, he, he had written, or from a, from a blurb about his book, he had, he had said that the dark horse of the New World Order is not communism, socialism, or fascism. It's tech, technocracy. Now, I would argue that it's all of the above. I, w- I would say it's all of the above. Now, with respect to technocracy, and, and it, to me, that is a blending of, of fascism, socialism, communism as well, Technocracy started back in the 1930s. It was reintroduced by the Trilateral Commission in 73, 1973. It was called, and, and folks, you remember I was talking about this, the New International Economic Order. It's now known by names like the Sustainable Development, or Sustainable Development, and also the Green Economy. You, you know it, like Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030. I mean, it's the climate change. And that was the topic of conversation in Paris, the Paris talks following the attacks in Paris. So what does that have to do with the price of oil? Because everything is interrelated. Um, when you're looking at the bigger picture here, you're looking at a war where, or a war that, that is being, uh, started by the globalists or that is being perpetuated, not started, but perpetuated by the globalists. And it's being done by proxy. It's being used. The, the tools of the war or the weapons of warfare are not bullets, bombs. Not not so much right now, but oil in this case. And Joe, you were right. Uh, BBC had an article, and I'm not so folks folks watching on YouTube. We have a static uh, screen up there for right now. We're going to leave that up there. The reason being is our internet, our outflow is kind of acting a little bit funky tonight 
Which so, is strange because yeah. we have the capacity basically to uh, we, we, output 17 shows at one time <laughs> if we wanted to, according yeah. to uh, our provider. But well, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so so, but but having said that, you know, loyal, yeah, loyal, lower oil prices reflected in falling uh, gas prices. Well, when you pull up to the gas prices of the pump. Man, that, that's great for for us consumers, right? That's a potent weapon by the West against Russia as well, against Iran too. Now, we're not alone. I mean, in this conclusion or in, in this assessment, uh, New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman, uh, he, he believes the U.S. and Saudi Arabia could be pumping. Russia and Iran to the brink of economic collapse. Now, Joe, let me ask you something. Is this not, uh, you know, by by bringing down Russia, regardless whether it be by bombs and bullets or through the economy like the oil prices, whose agenda does this fit? I mean, let's just talk about this for a second. Who benefits if, if Russia falls? Who benefits? I mean, well, you have the uh, first. You have the politicians. Ah, Charlie Horse. <laughs> That's always fun. <clears throat> I guess it, it depends. There's a uh, a number of uh, hi- there's a hierarchy, and in that hierarchy, you have the citizens, which are basically the the lowest common denominator. You have the um, politicians, which are are directly above us. Uh, and above them, you have the, the financial uh, titans, and above them, you have the you know the satanic elite, the decision makers, and above them, you have the spiritual hierarchy. So everybody benefits in their own way. For example, the stock market uh, flash crashes that we've been seeing. Um, you have the just think of this: uh, the people and owners of some of these companies and the. the People like the Soroses and the ones who hold massive amounts of stocks in, in a lot of these companies. At any time, they can they can dump a bunch of their stocks in order to create a panic where it makes regular people sell off their stocks, uh, you know, to, to salvage what they can of what their investment was, just so Soros can go back and buy the stocks up again at a cheap price. Um, you know, it's a small that's, example. You're, you're exactly right. This is kind of now. This is based on my research, so take it with a grain of salt. Okay, I'm just the guy, an investigator. Joe and I were just investigators. Go ahead. There's a saying, you know, a man with a gun can rob a bank, but a man who owns a bank can rob the world. Um, it it depends. The people who are who own the money system that we have in place, the Federal Reserve. Right. They don't need to create these uh, different uh, situations of um, panic or um, market chaos in order to make money because they actually and literally make money out of thin air. So they they, they don't need the money. Um, I believe that this is stuff that can be done to push the population in a certain direction or make it seem like it's going in a certain direction. And also to benefit those people who, uh, you know, work for them in keeping their secret and continuing their agenda. Correct. And, and 
Based on my research, our research, and again, we're just a couple of investigators here. Um, what what we what I see the best picture I can give you a mental picture is this. Um, we in the we the people we the um, unwashed masses are being loaded into the Titanic, uh, a ship like the Titanic or the Titanic, we'll just say. And the band is playing, and drinks are being served, and first-class cabins are getting, you know, being prepared. But if you know the true story behind the Titanic, and if you accept perhaps the conspiracy of the Titanic, that being the Olympic, and it was destined to sink, and you're thinking, what are you talking about? But if you, but 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 just humor me for a moment. We are being loaded onto the Titanic. And there's not enough lifeboats, and we're being sent out to, to hit an iceberg at uh, incredible speeds in the dark of night and for, for the purposes of of killing off, you know, a good portion of, of the people inside. But see, the Titanic is being loaded right now. And and you're right, people like the, the Soros's, or those people in the in the seats of power have that need, that, that desire to send us out and to sink us. Only after the boat has been loaded to capacity. I guess I'm saying that as a word picture to say this. The more destruction that could be done with respect to the oil, with respect to the economy, the more wealth is gained by the globalists. You know, I mean, it's really, it's not, it's not that difficult once you see through the uh, the uh, chaos and turmoil, and, and despite the turmoil in many of the world's oil-producing countries, you know, you look at Libya, Iraq, Syria, you still have lowest prices that haven't been seen in years. Why is that? Because it shouldn't be. And and you've got all these analysts out there that appear on the, these different news shows. I mean, you talk about uh, entertainment value. I mean, they'll give you a whole bunch of reasons. Well, the increased U.S. production of oil is showing, uh, or the slowing economies in Europe and China, the steady production from the uh, OPEC countries. Um, you could, these are all supposed reasons. Even, I mean, you can hear this on, on the various talk shows in the afternoon. But, but, it would behoove us, I think, not to look at the reasons or people spouting off the potential reasons, but look at who benefits. Look at the result. You see, it's it's the economic impact that this is creating in countries like Russia and Iran. You just have to ask who benefits. The U.S. wants, you know, the U.S. and the West whether it be United States and, and the UK, they want their UK or Ukraine sanctions, and they they want their sanctions against Russia to have more impact. Both the Saudis and the U.S. are fighting a proxy war in Iran, or against Iran <clears throat> in Syria, against against Russia in Syria, against China in Syria, and and I think Friedman said that this is business, but. It also has a feel of war by other means, oil. In fact, he did say that. I'm just looking at the quote from the, uh, uh, I believe that was the New York Times. So, 
we are seeing now in 2016 the ramping up, ladies and gentlemen, of war. This is the ramping up of war. I mean, what happens before... And Steve Quayle and I were talking again this morning. You know, early this morning. And we were talking about the, the, the cost of oil, or the price, I shouldn't say cost, the price of oil. And who benefits? Well, the bene- the beneficiaries are the very people who are wanting the war, the, the people who are waging the war. And at the end of the day, what's the objective of the war, of a third world war? It's, it's complete chaos, utter destruction, and depopulation, right? I mean, that's what it is. And And when you look not just at the 2016 Economist cover, but you go back and look at the 2015 Economist cover, and you go back and start looking at the various stories and issues in The Economist. The reason I note The Economist magazine is because that's uh, uh, it's partly owned by Rothschilds, and it's really a, a beacon of of uh, communication, or it's a communication mode between the elites. And even to a, a perhaps equal, maybe a, a just a little bit lesser extent, the communications being made in uh, by way of the uh, most watched television events across the world, from the Olympics to the Super Bowl to the World Cup to the uh, you know to the other Olympics, the Summer Olympics and such. You know, you know, you know, you know that messages are being sent, that that, that a, a picture is being painted, created, choreographed, showing us, warning us, telling us that we're, we are on the precipice of not just an institution of the New World Order, but of, but of a, um, of a war. And meanwhile, and this is what I, what I kind of attempted to do, or we attempted to do yesterday. Meanwhile, how are Americans, how are people in the West, how, how are we being kept in the dark for, about all of this? Well, it's through entertainment, it's through diversion, it's through magic, it's through mind control. And, and you might not think that, but it, it is. And how is you know what are the modes, methods of mind control? Music, frequencies. Um, television programming, uh, you know, propaganda, all, propaganda. Well placed, uh, yeah. you know, news stories or the uh, hype of certain stories or narratives. There's an interesting article uh, today out of Waking Times. In 1967, the CIA created the label conspiracy theorist, and it goes through. It says one of the reasons providing this important documentation and commentary is that. Even in supposedly awakened portions of the truth movement, or at least people who frequent alternative social media pages and websites, there is a disturbing tendency to dismiss uncomfortable information as conspiracy theory, as emotional knee-jerk reaction in defense of one's worldview. We expect this infinite or infantile reaction from the so-called sheeple who think that the six o'clock news is keeping them adequately informed. However, it comes as a shock to the system when swaths of people who follow pages and websites that represent the trend in new thought and alternative independent media exhibit exhibit precisely the same thought and behavioral patterns as their as their obviously socially engineered brainwashed nightly news watching brethren this article both is a shield and a sword 
of truth with which to respond to reactionary accusations, uh, dismissals of being conspiracy theorists, whenever someone prefers to attack the messenger instead of addressing the message in an open-minded and adult fashion. It goes through the history of uh, what, you know, the CIA's role of the creating the label conspiracy theorist. It was to attack anybody who challenges the official narrative and uh, they say that democracy and free market capitalism were founded on conspiracy theories. The Magna Carta, Constitution, even the Declaration of Independence and other founding Western documents were based on conspiracy theories. Greek democracy and free market ca- capitalism were also based on conspiracy theories. And well, how, well, how say, about that? Well, I'll change. The CIA coined the term in, of conspiracy theorist in 1967, specifically April 1967. The CIA wrote a dispatch that coined the term conspiracy theories and recommended methods for discrediting such theories. The dispatch was marked psych, short for psychological operations and disinformation, right. and CS for the CIA's clandestine services. It was produced in response to a Freedom of Information Act request by the New York Times, and it goes through um, different steps and actions, and it has the actual original CIA document in the article. And um, we can go through this later, but well, it, 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 it gives steps as to how to take public opinion and uh, change the perception of the public in the way that it's a, that they want people to see rather than right. what the truth of the matter is. And not only that, furthermore, how to uh, use people to, to be critical of conspiracy theorists, to uh, assign different motives for why people believe certain theories, whether it is for their own financial benefit or they fell in love with a theory. Uh, I mean, it's very detailed in how, why, and what... Um, but, and, and there's another aspect of this too, Joe, and we're seeing it take place in in Oregon. We're we're seeing not only for Do you see the, the FBI. Yes, yes. And okay. We need to talk about this. Yeah, um, we're, we're, this is why we were cautioning people about what's taking place in the Pacific Northwest at that, that facility in Oregon, because what what you've got you've got um, agent provocateurs, actual. Uh, agents of the FBI, and this has been confirmed. It's been authenticated, of course, uh, that have that, that that are actually attempting to, uh, or ostensibly, it would appear, attempting to stoke the fires uh, of the people at the at, at the fed, that federal building. Now, but moving on or going in tandem with what you said, you know, a recent survey by the University of Chicago found that 51%, over half of Americans, believe that much of what happens in the world today is decided by a small and secretive group of individuals, this so-called secret cabal. And in the popular media, and even in academia, the scholarly community, it is very common to disparage conspiracy theories as an expression of either paranoid cranks, much like, if you did you watch the, 1997 film with Mel Gibson, Conspiracy Theory, much like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, or a particular type of right-wing politics. Now, this is according to the uh, University of Chicago Department of Political Science professor J. Eric Oliver. And it's interesting that they go on, 
stating that nationally representative survey data provides a much more complex picture of conspiracies place in mass opinion while the active propagators of conspiracy theories may be limited um, to fringe groups or the paranoid now we consider ourselves neither okay the willingness to agree with uh, conspiracy theories is quite commonplace in the American public not only do half of the American Americans alive today um, not only do they express agreement with at least one of during this this survey one of only seven conspiracy theories large portions of the population exhibit a strong inclination towards a, a conspiracy predisposition right now, now we don't have to convince you of this and you but know, just take note of that the tactics they use as laid out in this uh, CIA document you know uh, they say that the claim that it would be impossible for so many people uh, to keep quiet about such a big conspiracy claim eyewitness testimony is unreliable claim that it's old news and no new significant evidence has emerged claim that it's irresponsible to speculate accuse theorists of being wedded to and infatuated with their theories accuse the theorists of being politically motivated accuse theorists of having financial interest in promoting conspiracy theories Uh, they go on to say that uh, they can also, uh, this trend of opinion is a matter of concern to the U.S. government, including our organization. The aim of this dispatch is to prove uh, material countering and discrediting the claims of conspiracy theorists so as to inhibit the circulation of such claims in other countries. Background information is supplied in a classified section and a number of unclassified attachments. Um, action. We do not recommend that discussion of the conspiracy question be initiated where it is not already taking place where the discussion is active addresses are requested it says um, well, you know well, well, I'll employ just, propaganda yeah, to refute yeah. attacks use books or reviews featured articles and particularly appropriate for this purpose unclassified attachments to this guidance prove useful for background material our ploy should point out as applicable that the critics are as I said earlier wedded to the theories um politically invested, financially invested, hasty or inaccurate in their research, infatuated with their own theories. Um, and it goes through a list of, of you know, techniques, tactics, and, and things things we still see today that are used to dismiss one of or marginalize conspiracy theories. One of the big things now, and, and this, I, I was warned of this um, during the 2011-2012 period by the individual that I had gotten information from in Washington, associated with the DHS, when the Obama, uh, the Internet teams were, were created, that one of the key components of assailing shows like ours, and, and, and this is important. In fact, you can go back and, again, HomelandSecurityUS.com, DHS Insider Postings, one of the tactics is to claim that we and programs like ours are promoting fear porn. And this is now, I'm not being defensive at all here. We are, we are not being, this is not a defensive posture. What we are attempting to do is let you know that when, when you hear people saying, okay, well, they are dispensing fear porn or they are promoting fear to sell a product, for example. 
or to or even to promote a product or to sell gold and silver. And, and when when statements are made like that, or to sell what guns or, or facilitate the sale of weapons and ammunition, that's a big one too, and that's a very important one. When you hear claims like that made against any radio broadcast, that um, you, you, you should do a double take because the, the there are reasons behind that. And again, I don't want to seem like I'm being defensive because I've got no dog. I don't have any. We don't have any dog in this fight. Okay, we don't sell gold and silver. We don't sell guns and ammunition. We don't sell uh, freeze dried food. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, long term storable food. Sure, we have companies that 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 are are within our family that do. When I say within our family, within our our, our um, radio family. But but that's not the point. The the point is this. In the document that Joe was referring to, and in the uh, in the associated uh, tactics by the propagators of or the detractors of those who by the people by the agents employed to discredit the information, they will use as a tactic. And again, this has been refined over the past couple of years because of the explosion of, of, the, of the new media, the Internet media. They will use that as a tactic. Now, one could argue, sure, that, that, that you know, um, for example, if we got on the, on the air and said, hey, the dollar is going to crash tomorrow, so you, you, be, you, know, you better turn everything you have into gold, silver, bullets, beans, and broncos, I don't know, whatever. Okay, there, that's a separate issue. But when when there's a prudent element here, when when prudent, when when we're being prudent and saying, look, you better, uh, for example, if you own a house, you better have fire insurance. You better have insurance, liability insurance. All we're saying is you better have the insurance policy because it, the weather, you know, I mean, you see a storm bearing down on you know on your house. You better have a you better have you know flood insurance or early insurance on your house. Look at it as insurance. So when the, when the uh, when the promoters, the propagators of that that tactic, become aggravated, and agitated, and elevated, what Joe what Joe read is is I mean that's Joe is that not straight from the CIA? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's that's written by the CIA. Written by the CIA in 1967. Okay. Now that was refined in 2011. Well, that's constantly being refined, but it was refined in 2011. And refined in 2013, and uh, to, to my knowledge, the last I know, it was early 2015, and certain additions were made, not necessarily t- directly to that document, but as attachments to and addendums to the document and the classification or the uh, department, the sections and departments that deal with um, this very topic. And again, this is uh, where I'm not. We're not coming at this from a defensive posture. We are stating a fact that that those uh, that there's something active, that something has been activated in the last eighteen months. Think Tom Horn, think Russ Dizdar, think Chris Putnam, think Steve Quayle, think Paul McGuire. All of these authors, all of these intellectual scholars, academia, academia uh, people, all of these researchers, and you can go down the list. The economists even have said something changed. 
Was it 2012? I, I, look, I don't know. But something over the last couple of years, I'll, I'll give it a couple of years, has changed. The adaptation by the CIA, by the intelligence agencies, has they've adapted to the changing landscape and environment of the new media. And therefore, what we're seeing today right now is the blowback by the Western intelligence agencies against against the truth uh, coming out. And the only reason this is important to me, uh, really at this point, the only reason I'm saying that, that I believe this is important is because, sure, there there is some abuse of that system out there. I, I understand that, you know, where, where people get on the horn and, you know, bang the gavel and, you know, say, hey, you know, the sky's falling. Well, no, the sky's not falling. The world is not going to end tomorrow. Your world might end tomorrow. It might end tonight. I don't know. But... but the, the plans of the uh, secret societies, the, the people behind the, the, the power, the, their plans is to keep you psychologically destabilized. And, and, to, and, and to always ask yourself, wait a minute, you know, I, I know, I know we're being gamed in the larger sense, but are they gaming me? Meaning us? Or, or whatever news outlet you might be reading. And you should always do your own research. You should always, always do your own research. But it is to cause distrust at the highest levels and with and among the outlets like ours. There is no alternative media that is immune from this. None. And if you noticed, there's been a change of late. Um, for example, you, you might be, you might, you might frequent forums. You might frequent, uh, or you might have your favorite YouTube channel. Uh, you might have your favorite, uh, whatever it might be, whatever outlet it might be. Have you noticed the increase in the number of automated trolls and, and also the triggering by certain keywords, whether it be on YouTube or whether it be in forums or even on Facebook? that triggers a, a visceral response whereas two years ago it might have taken days now it takes mere minutes you have to watch that very carefully and I, I just that's just kind of a warning did that make sense I, I don't know if that made sense to you but I just want you to really understand that that there is in as much as there is a proxy war taking place right now geopolitically, in as much as there is a, a fomenting of civil chaos in this country, there is also a psychological war being waged. Many will be, many will fall victim to this. Many will be taken unawares by this. Many others will, will be unwitting facilitators of this or witting facilitators, depending on the case. But in the end, what's the, what's the end objective? Is to keep you mentally destabilized, much like always keeping you in fear. In fear of the next terrorist attack. In fear of an invasion. Are, 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 is a terrorist attack, is that legitimate fear? Yes. But, but wait when it's taken out of context and ripped out of context or ripped into, you know, hyperbolized 
I'm not even sure that's a word, but when it's done with such a degree of, of conspiratorial kookiness that's so obvious to even the most simple mind or the most advanced mind, depending on how you want to look at it, you better look for, well, you better look for the agent provocateurs, much like you would look for the agent provocateurs in the Pacific Northwest situation in at, at the Oregon, the federal building in Oregon. And on the other side of this hour, we need to talk about what's going on in Oregon, Joe. I think we do, because the, the FBI did get caught with their hands in the cookie jar, I think. Oh, yes, they did. Okay. But so is, you know, so we take a look at that. What's the real issue? Now, I believe there are real patriots responding to a real need there. And and I've got an email saying, well, why, you know, why are you dissing with the patriots? We're not. We're not. We're just simply attempting to educate everyone because we do have our sources from out there. We have people that, that check in with us. And, and the people who are checking in with us are saying be very cautious because we're seeing we're seeing some things we're seeing some things uh, develop out here that just are not right that they're not they're out of the norm in other words normal patriots who are intent and willing and wishing to uh, maintain and keep the constitution and 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 be very you know stand their ground so to speak and, and, and be uh, maintain the moral high ground are being set up they're being gamed so um, that's the only caution about that and we'll address that more on the other side but that's the only caution about that you know is it the right fight at the right place at the right time and who initiated the fight so to speak and, and, and who is actually engaged what's their end game here is there a clear cut objective and at the end of the day um, will the will the moral high ground of, of of the people involved in this situation will it be uh, bore out that that they were correct that that they you know that they maintain their moral high ground? So all of this to say, you've got to be very careful. The the, the closer, the more you go down this road, the more we go down this road. The closer we go down, or the closer we get to the end game and the next false flag event, mm. the more we are all being programmed into a belief of one particular narrative. And, and we're being set up. And we're being set up by, by the, the secret ball. We're being set up by the powers behind the powers, and and you know whether you call them the Illuminati, the Luciferian elite, the whatever you might call them, uh, whatever enig- enigmatic organization you might reference, we're seeing a continuation of secret societies that stretch back, that go way back to ancient Babylon, and this is what we were talking about yesterday and the day before, the plans, the unfinished plans of Nimrod, uh, are in fact being uh, played out today. So the, the the larger picture, the higher picture, the, the 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 more wider picture of all of this, is you've got you've got this the world as a tinderbox, and a whole lot of sparks and a whole lot of places. You've got the tinderbox that is America, 
and you've got our domestic problems as well. And it's amazing, Joe, it's amazing to me, you, you've got Obama who gets up, State of the Union, you got Ryan and Biden behind them, you've got Pol- and, you know, all the actors out there, I mean, I say actors, I'm not referring, I'm, I'm saying people, subjects, whatever you want to call them, uh, power brokers that, that you know, are, are all in on this together, this one-party oligarchy. Go ahead. We see headlines today about the, you know, uh, uh, instability of the stock market, the uh, downturn that it has taken in Asia and in the U.S. Uh, there's a headline from USA Today, Market Crash Robs $2.3 trillion from Investors. Yes. Um, in just this year, and uh, it goes through the numbers on the S&P, the Dow Jones, and then gets into other companies and the amount that they have lost individually in their stocks. And at the State of the Union, Obama said this, anyone saying the U.S. economy is in a decline is peddling fiction. So, <laughs> okay, uh, you better say that one more time, because I'm not exactly sure I really understood that. All right. As the wealth is being, you know, destroyed and redistributed to the uh, poor hands, to the rich, right. richest hands, uh, as $2.3 trillion had disappeared from investors' oils at uh, $29 a barrel, and they're talking about um, the uh, a recession worse than 2008 is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- at the State of the Union, Obama said the following. Anyone saying... The U.S. economy is in decline is peddling fiction. Okay, which, which is akin to saying that this is all a conspiracy theory, okay? And, and that evokes that same emotion that we were talking about just moments ago. It, it evokes that, that reaction. It's fear porn. It's doom porn. Nothing's going to happen. You know, don't, don't believe your... Who are you going to believe, me or your lion eyes? Who are you going to believe? You know, guys, that old cartoon in those old uh, Esquire magazines. The woman walks in, and the guy's in 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 a, in a bed with another woman, and the guy looks up, and you know, who are you gonna believe, me or your lying eyes? It, it's it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous at its face. When 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 investors when people real people lose a total of two point three trillion dollars, and we've got Obama saying. It's all right. It's just a, it, it's just a blip, and no one, you know, everything's fine. No one. Even lost worse anything. than that, saying that if you talk, saying or saying the economy's in decline, you're peddling fiction. That's right. And I mean, just absolutely, yep. <laughs> uh, you know, couldn't couldn't be further from the truth. Just like every and anything else he's ever said, folks. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report on this Friday, January fifteenth, twenty sixteen. We're going to be back in hour two with more news, and if all goes well. Hour three will be your phone calls if uh, if we can do that. So stay with us on this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report here on Global Star Radio Network, live on YouTube and also on Blog Talk Radio. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number two of this Friday, January 15th edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. It's already halfway through January. Uh, unbelievable how fast time goes. Because of that, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, upstairs at dinner how the, uh, um, winter was so, uh, mild this year, especially in the first half. You know, usually where we live, we start getting snow in early November. And it stays on the ground until, you know, February, end of February, March. And how half of our winter had been cut short. And, um, it's almost over if you yeah, look at it. That's down. interesting. It, it is. So, so where do we stand right now? And what are the news items that are most important, you know, of, of, of dire importance? People are fixated today. On, uh, on the, on the, on the elections of 2016. Well, there's and, one, one issue with that, uh, about the debates last night. Um, Rand Paul. Yes. Was yes. blacklisted or kept from the debate. Right, right. Um, and basically a media blackout, which was a, a big deal and, uh, cause for concern seeing as his, the polling showing he's running second in Iowa, the first primary state. Um, and, and we saw what happened to his father in uh, presidential elections, the last two before uh, this upcoming one. And I think that's something we need to follow. Also, uh, Planned Parenthood is suing the um, group that released the uh, videos that showed... Right, the, the Center for Med- uh, Medical Progress. Right. Hey, before For, you they in- filed a racketeering lawsuit against yeah. the anti-abortion activist David uh, Dieladin and his... Center for Medical Progress group on Thursday calling the group a complex criminal enterprise conceived and executed by anti-abortion extremists. You see, anti-abortion extremists. And we, now, now this you is... You call that pro-life advocate. Well, right. And, you know, more... This is more the... And we have to be careful of the words we use and the words that are being used. We have to be watchful of that. Uh, folks, before we get in deep into this because this uh, we need to talk about this we need to talk about about uh, uh, the Oregon situation we need to talk about other issues as well but before we do uh, folks uh, americansurvivalwholesale.com americansurvivalwholesale.com there are partners in this radio endeavor you know we talked about fear porn and, and stuff um, it's prudent to prepare prudent to prepare I'm popping my peas here even despite the windscreen uh, the it's prudent to prepare you need to have you need you need to prepare for the worst. Pray for the best. Prepare for the worst. It's only wise to have food set aside for you and your family. Uh, any survival gear set aside that you may or may not need. You know it's better to. dot com. They're having their first annual scratched and dented sale. It's a first come first serve situation. Limited quantities. You, you could just select from the drop-down box, and if you're watching live on YouTube, Eric the Tech doing a great job showing exactly how to do it. And, and I'll tell you something: the, all of the cans are checked quality control-wise by by the staff at AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com, and they're checked for the integrity and the contents are fine. And if you don't mind a little, you know, nick here or scratch it or dent, dent there, the product is still good. And uh, look, I I buy scratched and dent merchandise. They're offering a bonus gift too, worth at least ten bucks with purchase of six cans. Two gifts with the purchase of twelve cans. 
So, I mean, it's a great deal, folks. Right there, you can see it on the screen. AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. It's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. And you know, it's a veteran-owned, Christian-owned company. You know you're dealing with the best. You know you're dealing with people of integrity. And and I, I just, I, I love the owners. They always have been very, very helpful to all of our listeners. And we love our listeners. We care about our listeners. So, AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. This is not just any company. This is a great company. All right. So take advantage of that. Prepare. Prepare. Take advantage of that. It's, it's a good deal. We certainly are. Now, um, we, this abortion issue right now, the, the Planned Parenthood, which is a criminal cabal by itself in my view, okay? I have to qualify things when I say this. In, in my view, Planned Parenthood is a criminal enterprise, in and of itself, they are—they have been shown to be trafficking in body parts, human body parts, which is obscene. Now, one might argue with the word trafficking. One might debate, say, "Well, that's not really entirely true." But at the end of the day, what are they doing? Four thousand, roughly four thousand lives were exterminated today, today alone, and the day before that, and the day before that at the hands of these so-called doctors of Planned Parenthood. Now Planned Parenthood, having been exposed by a series of videos. And, and you know, isn't it interesting, folks? Where's our memories from this? We were outraged. Remember that? The, the video one came out. Dr. Nukatola. Video two. Video three. Lamborghini Gat or whatever, whatever. Remember that? Oh, horrible, horrible videos. Everyone was outraged. It was the talk of the, it was the talk of the, we're on the water cooler. What is it now? It's relegated to nothing but a, but a memory, a far distant memory. Except for a few people. Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, past the Salt Ministries. That guy is a, is a machine, man. I'm telling you, he's America's coach. PTSalt.com. I mean, the, the, have you been watching his videos? I mean, he's out there on the front lines in front of these 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 charnel houses, these the abort these these murder mills, and and attempting to make a difference, and and is making a difference, and others as well. Many people, but see, we forget now. Now, Planned Parenthood has come out and said. Center for Medical Progress, we are going to file suit against you. And why? What is under the RICO, or the RICO Act, under the Racketeering Act? The Racketeering Act. Lawsuit, yeah. Right. Um, in July, the Center for Medical Progress were releasing edited videos of conversations with Planned Parenthood doctors, secretly recorded by anti-abortion activists posing as medical tissue firm officials. Now, this is from the article, and I'll state that they did release edited videos, but at the same time, they released the whole beginning-to-end unedited videos for those who wanted to watch them, showing that the parts that were edited were took nothing out of context, were not um, edited for the sake of making it look like somebody was saying or, or doing something that they didn't normally or didn't that didn't actually happen during the conversation, which was the claim that Planned Parenthood 
and the media backers of Planned Parenthood tried to make uh, when they say that, you know, they were edited and taken out of context on purpose to make the, the uh, Planned Parenthood look bad, when in fact each video was released in its whole entirety at the same time the edited videos were released. Now, the media focused on yeah. the edited videos. But, but see, th- that defense, Joe, is as old as the hills. How many times have you and I walked in, and testified in a court of law, in a courtroom, with with a, a videotape in hand or a, a DVD, and the judge says, can you give me basically an edited video? Of course, we'll, we'll enter the entire thing in the into uh, the record, but uh, just go ahead and give us the, the actionable content, basically. Or the attorney, right? More, more appropriately, the right? Attorney. We had to show edited video, but provide the whole video um, to you know also to the right other right. side. I mean, it's a matter of expedience. Yeah, and, and this is interesting, and I like what the uh, the the head of the or CEO of um, Center for Medical Progress stated. Uh, he says, "Game on." I look forward to taking the depositions of all Planned Parenthood CEOs who profited off the business relationship with Stem Cell Express or Stem Express. Um, Planned Parenthood issued a statement, and they said that the aim of the enterprise, which was stretched over years and involved fake companies, fake identifications, and large-scale illegal tapping, was to demonize Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood provides high-quality, compassionate care and has done nothing wrong. Kathleen Near. President of Planned Parenthood Affiliates of California said in a briefing lawsuit, "Yeah, they are compassionate and do nothing wrong." And uh, as I said, the uh, uh, Center for Medical Progress CEO says, "Game on." Uh, and it goes on to explain that the racketeering lawsuits typically ask for triple damages, and that the lawsuit asks for payments for Planned Parenthood's increased security cost penalties for violation of confidentiality agreements. Three people died in a shooting at a Colorado clinic in November, and Planned Parenthood cited death threats as a result of the video. In addition to um, uh, the Center for Medical Progress's uh, CEO, Planned Parenthood named prominent anti-abortion activist Troy Newman of the anti-abortion group Operation Rescue in the suit, as well as some other Center for Medical Progress activists whose names were previously undisclosed by the group. And they list, if you uh, go on BuzzFeed.com, they have the actual 65-page uh, uh, lawsuit in whole on that site. You can read. Oh, the, the, but see, yeah. to claim that the uh, people who expose the truth of pl- the evil behind Planned Parenthood um, is being attacked by Planned Parenthood for uh, or being a racketeering uh, agency that is uh, a group or a criminal enterprise conceived and executed by anti-abortion extremists. I mean, as a people, could we not turn around and sue Planned Parenthood for um, you know their their death practices? And not only that, the actual because abortion is now legal, so I guess you really couldn't sue them for that. But how about the harvesting and selling of baby parts, which is Ill- Illegal under federal statutes, even today. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> go ahead and, and provide more information about that joke. I, I think because well, once the, you mean, once you know the uh, what I would call the uh, 
Uh, and and th- this is taking place everywhere, uh, or in different venues. The uh, effect or the attempt to to take people, entities, groups, uh, uh, whistleblowers down through litigation to tie them up in litigation. Right. This is this is a matter right now. This is one of the tools in the arsenal of the very people that were the Luciferian elite. Well, this goes on to say, in July, the Center for Medical Progress began releasing edited videos of conversations with Planned Parenthood doctors secretly recorded by anti-abortion activists posing as medical tissue firm officials. The videos claimed they exposed illegal sales of fetal tissues by Planned Parenthood to a tissue bank called Stem Express, as well as illegal abortion procedures. Now, in here, they say the videos claimed, but the videos proved without a shadow of a doubt that the Planned Parenthood company was involved in the illegal sale of fetal tissues and, furthermore, baby body parts, as well as uh, other uh, illegal abortion procedures or murder, as it is termed under U.S. Code of Law, because there is, as, as disgusting as it is, and it's uh, we, as horrible as it is, and we've talked about it, and had Greg Jackson and, and Coach Dave Dobmeyer on to, to talk about this, and, and many and others. Folks, I, uh, I would urge Benjamin everyone. Baruch, I mean, I would, I would urge everyone to support Coach Dave Dobmeyer. Uh, you know, because he is on the front lines of this. When you when you read or when you cite uh, litigation like this. You, you've got to give it to and support Coach Dave Dobmeyer. I'll just I'll just say that because what is the leading cause of death in America? It's not what the AMA says it is. Well, abortion. It's if you, abortion. If that is actually a cause of death, uh, because in the uh, you know screwed up uh, United States law, which has been uh, starting as a, re- a representative republic using the Constitution and Bill of Rights as their um, the the uh, base of the law, it has now been turned into a a, a circus. Uh, the, the criminal justice system is a system is a joke, right? And but especially when it comes to issue matters like this, because we don't have one sheriff, one law enforcement officer, one um, yeah, one law enforcement officer, or one person in charge of their state police uh, you know the, the, to go in and, and, and arrest you know listen to this quote go this ahead. is like a comment from the this is after the article's over there's a comment section and a Brianna Santiagello from the College of New Jersey was the first to comment and this was her response good those videos are directly related to the increase attacks on Planned Parenthood and the deaths that resulted from them these people only care about their hateful worldview where women have no rights to their bodies or medical decisions. Shut them down and make their leaders bankrupts bankrupt. It's the least it's the least those lost lives are worth. <laughs> I mean if that doesn't just state the the well, uh, mindset well, the, of the but, but see again, that speaks to the programming. Both a mental programming and, and I, we can't drive this point home enough because we are being programmed every day. But, but, you know, to, 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 to just to bring this relevant to the, the, the political landscape today, how many of the Republican or conservative, um, I'll just say conser- so-called conservative 
candidates have stood up and said this is wrong i will immediately shut down all of these uh these killing mills none and, and even i mean to show you how perverse politics is how many i mean i i've got a friend who i've got a friend who uh has on her wall a picture of Newt Gingrich with her with his arm around her shoulder you know uh posing and and she said oh you know he's a great conservative and and and, we, and of course we we spoke about about what really being a, a conservative is and a christian conservative but look at it this way I, to tell you how perverse this is the former speaker of the house Newt Gingrich who I just mentioned uh, said that it would be a tactical mistake for example if a resolution not to fund uh planned parenthood it was not carried what what kind of a leader is this when what's at stake condoning or opposing a child being murdered or mass murder of children could be described in terms of tactics you know, the major problem with, with conservatives, Christian conservatives, and others, aside from short memories and attention spans, is that, with just a few exceptions, there's no true leadership in the argument, women's rights. That's a specious argument. What about the rights of the unborn? Well, the unborn do not have rights under U.S. law because they are not considered people so 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 then so then if i if i would go out and shoot a woman through the abdomen a pregnant woman through the abdomen no, 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 and no, kill her no, 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 and the no, baby no, no. No, 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 that's no. double murder right so wait a second no 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 that's see you didn't i, I didn't get the memo on this no no you didn't okay. and it's as convoluted as, as it sounds and i can't even begin to try to explain well, it in well, an articulate well, I, way let me let me explain it this way the the two greatest threats to, to the stability of our nation um, our rights guaranteed by the Bill of Rights are abortion and gun control. And both of them are in play in 2016. The, that, that, that wayward criminal, uh, t- tyrannical Supreme Court, those terrorists in black robe justices who voted for abortion acted well outside the pale and of the Constitution when they said that the Fourth Amendment right to privacy, that the right could be interpreted as rights of women, of a woman, for example, to abort her, to kill her unborn child. You've got to be kidding me. You really do. Um, the free love doctrine. And see, this is why we talk, too, about the counterculture. The, the free love doctrine. Have you, have you studied, folks, the, the free love doctrine of Madern Colante? She lived from 1872 to 1952. The Bolshevik commissar who toured the United States in the 1920s preaching the doctrine of sex without responsibility and, of course, free love, that that free love being a drug permeating every corner of our nation. It's now used to, well, it's now gotten an entire generation of women convinced and even guys and metrosexuals, yes, metrosexuals out there, in this mentally drugged, mind-controlled, induced state where women are murdering their own unborn infants at a rate that's staggering 4,000 a day. This is an unholy state of affairs. It's unconscionable, and it must be stopped, even if it means we have to fight 
another American revolution to put an end to the savagery. It does. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's absolutely no connection between the Fourth Amendment folks and the right to uh, privacy and abortion rights. I, you know what? I, I know we're off on a tangent here, but 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 you're not going to hear this talked about in the circles of the the conservative politicians and running for the highest office in the land, and you're not going to hear it discussed in the in in the cliques of of, of the states. And no, no. You know the bottom line. This is murder. No court in the land, not even the Supreme Court, has the power to uh, sanction murder in this capacity. Abortion is a prohibition. It could never be the law of the land. And abortion, in any case, would be a matter for, if you really, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, uh, talking about uh, law and constitution, it, it, at that point, at that level, then it would be a matter for the states under the Tenth Amendment, under the, under the police powers to regulate the health, welfare, and police protection of the people. That, that's really plain and simple. So don't even give me that. So, yeah, it's news, but it's unreported news. It, apparently it takes a backseat. It's news that the Center for Medical Progress is being sued by Planned Parenthood and, and the, this travesty. And this just goes to show you that anyone can file a lawsuit for anything. This is a do. civil suit. And they do. And they do. And, and what, what, what's it for? It's to... It is to... It's it's an offensive weapon. It's a terrorist tactic by Planned Parenthood and yeah. those who don't see it. See, and but no one's talking about it. Interesting little fun fact about Planned Parenthood: their policy actually changed after these videos were released to the point where they uh, stopped doing business with uh, the stem cell company in some states, or if not all of them, uh, which was an admission of guilt by uh, perceived by many. Um, but, you know, they continue on. Uh, back to what we talked about and mentioned in the beginning of the show. Yes. FBI agents weren't posing as militia, as ex-fire chief clarifies. Uh, there's been a, a number of stories, some speculation uh, about um, allegations of undercover FBI agents posing as militia members in southeastern Oregon. They say the story was... that. I mean, you got to carefully parse. See, which, they say the story was made up, and there was no such claim. But there was police chiefs and and people who quit their jobs who were in positions of uh, the, the fire chief there in, in that county quit his job. There, there, there's a video on YouTube going around out there. It's it's of a news conference. It's I think it's 11 minutes and some odd seconds of the fire chief of that county getting up and saying, "Look, I you know I submitted my resignation." To this, to his superior. Apparently, I'm not sure of the of the, uh, the makeup out there in terms of the government, but but he submitted his re- resignation, citing the fact that he was threatened, his life was threatened. He was basically 63 years old. He was called an old man. Keep, you know, he should keep his uh, nose nose uh, yeah. out of the stuff. And, and there's new information coming out about this, where they're saying that this whole story was made up and no such claim was accurate. But listen to this. They say, they say uh, Chris Bryles, who recently Real resigned Harney. his position Real. as Harney County Fire Chief, says Nevada Assemblywoman Michelle uh, Fiore, whose Wednesday press release sparked concern about a throwback to FBI infiltration and dirty tricks against activists, must have mis- been misunderstood by him. Uh, Flory's release said uh, the fire chief had determined men posing as militia were the FBI. Well, he tells U.S. News he did not, or he did indeed 
catch undercover FBI agents in a small town of Burns, near where the armed protesters were occupying a federal wildlife refugees, but they were not posing as a militia. They were posing as, or they weren't posing as anything other than dishonest people, he says. <laughs> they were perceived as militia by the locals, but they weren't and perception out is there reality with a shirt that said "I am militia." Oh, of course not. Of course not. And this, so, <laughs> this is the, this is the SOP right. of of the of the. Uh, now, this is not an indictment of the entire you know the good FBI agents, and, and there's there's certainly good law enforcement officers and agents. But you look, this whole story stinks to high heaven, and especially the so-called retractions. Oh, that's not what he said. That's not what he meant. FBI agents don't just stand around in, in camo gear and, uh, you know, posing as militia members with guns out in the woods where actual militia men are, uh, trying to, you know, defend or whatever they're doing out there. They, you know, you don't just see that in any regular state, in any regular area. Just FBI men dressed as regular folks with guns in backwoods. Right, right. So what else could you conclude they were doing? Well, and and the, there it is. Okay, you've got, um, <coughs> you've got. Uh, believe me, if, if um, just look at the reality of the situation. It doesn't take, uh, it doesn't take anyone of any special knowledge or, or detective ability to to know that when you have a situation created, and the situation is this: uh, these at least two now. I'm going to give you kind of a summation of, of of the account. At least two individuals who were later determined to be FBI agents were were found in an area near an armory, um, engaged in some suspicious behavior, and this raised the awareness of certain people involved in the in the Oregon Oregon uh, situation. Now, um, uh, and of course, it, it it caused enough consternation with with some of the with a couple of the people in support of those in Oregon to say, for these people to say, wait a minute, uh, you know, are we being set up? The short answer is yes. The long <laughs> I mean, answer is yes. Well, yes, yes, no matter how you look at it. So when, when, we, when we look at this situation, this is a war, a propaganda war of public opinion. This, is, this, this right now, what happens in Oregon in a lot of people's minds is going to determine the again the moral high ground of of both sides or all sides as it might be we cannot be we should not and we should always be aware we should watch ourselves and avoid being gamed into a posture that would require us uh to uh, to engage in a fight look the fight is coming to you if you're listening to this broadcast and, and you are a conservative Christian, Bible-believing American, or somebody in the West, if you're listening to this in the UK, it doesn't matter if you're free and listening to this, no matter where you are geographically, the fight is coming to you. You don't have to go looking for any fight. It's coming. And it's coming in the form of gun control, ultimately gun confiscation. It's coming in the form of uh, taking over your property through oppressive taxes, regulations, and other means is coming to you in the form of, well, outright blatant chaos. 
uh, race riots, race wars. It's coming to you by the influx of the illegals, the mass invasion, whether you're in the Western countries, uh, Western Europe, or in the UK, or in the United States, or Canada. It's coming to you by uh, in in that fashion. So we trust me. You don't have to go looking for a a a, a Lexington, uh, you know, a, a line in the sand. The lines in the sand are being drawn, and, and this situation is extremely dangerous. Now we support. Believe me, we support the patriots. We support the patriots who are intent upon standing firm for the Constitution. You know, some people say, well, America is under judgment and we should just give up on America. Well, okay, fine. You know, I I, I do believe we can do two things at one time. Now, I might not be able to do two things at one time. For example, I can't. I'm horrible at talking and trying to read like a message board or something. I can't do that. But we can certainly, we can certainly pray for our country while understanding we are under judgment and yet fight for the values that the Constitution and, and rights, our individual rights, of the, that our God-given rights as delineated by the Constitution. As well, I believe you should and every person should. Right? I mean, we don't have to be, none of these, none of these issues are mutually exclusive. We can talk politics and, and, and be spiritually minded at the same time. We can talk about the current events while also understanding that the battle is spiritual, not just in the physical. That doesn't mean we, we have to totally immerse ourselves in nothing but the spiritual. Because we can do two things at a time. We can multitask. Does that mean that we won't do, or, you know, that we will do one better than another? Not necessarily. Because there are different types of tasks. So, what, what, just to bring it back to Oregon, um, and, and, you know, I, look, I know there are people up there, and, and, and I've seen the video. I mean, I, I know who's up there. I know what they're doing. We know what they're doing. But at the end of the day, and, 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 and we understand too, there's a fight taking place. But don't let others, other people draw you into the fight if it's the wrong time, the wrong place. Now, you know what I'm saying? I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've, you've got to be smart about this because, um, again, we have, we have to understand that, that we're all under some level of control, mind control and, and the, the shaping of public opinion. It's a big business out there. So, you know, just be careful with this. Just be careful and, 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 and check your facts because the minute you see, like like this story here, isn't it interesting? You you have a in this this perfect example of what we we're talking about earlier. A video comes out. A fire chief for the county resigns, sixty three years old, makes several statements during an eleven minute video, which was I think was published yesterday or posted yesterday or maybe this morning. I'm not sure. It's all a blur. And then. You've got the people who are saying, wait a minute, that's not what happened, that's not what happened. No, he's lying, this person's lying. But even more to the point, you've got a whole bunch of, or I shouldn't say a whole bunch, you've got some interesting people within that community of patriots who have infiltrated. And you see, 
that's how they get you. <laughs> there was a sitcom, uh, I can't remember who, it was a sitcom a few years ago, and, and the, the guy would always say, that, well, that's how they get you, you know, with respect to, uh, I don't know what the, what the subject was, whether money or whatever, but that, well, that's how they get you. But, but in this case, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. They will infiltrate your circle of, of com- or, uh, compatriots, your circle of people that you think you can trust. And, and they will take you down from the inside because taking you down from the outside like a Waco or Ruby Ridge, that's messy. And you know what? That's kind of a PR nightmare for the feds. So we have to we have to be a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter than the average bear, and look at the situation and say, what can we do to yes to help the agenda, to help the cause, to to enlighten people about this, but also not fall into the trap and, and be made to appear like, you know, we're idiots, that we have no moral high ground, or worse, that we're criminals. You know, it's. Because a lot of times perception is reality well, to most people. So that's unfortunate because most people, you know, their attention and their, their, their perception is an inch deep and a mile wide. Their level of understanding an inch deep and a mile wide. In about five minutes, you know, is, is about the level of their attention. Yep. Getting so that they can't even, you know, they, they could barely watch a, uh, you know, 30-minute uh, documentary or 30-minute anything, sitcom even. It's ADD Central. Yes, it is. So, but but that but again, that is the 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 consequence of decades and years, years and decades, I should say, of mind control, of MK Ultra programming, of the Tavistock Institute of uh, programming, which is incredible, incredibly effective. That's what it, that's what it's all about. So, anyway, but it's important. We need to support absolutely need to support the people, the patriots, but also understand that uh, there are wolves in the midst. Absolutely, um, we got about twenty minutes left of the top of the hour. I want to hit a few news stories while we have time left. <clears throat> uh, first, um, this is from yesterday. Declassified emails reveal NATO killed Gaddafi to stop Libyan creation of gold-backed currency. Yep. In spite of French-led UN Security Council Resolution 1973 creating a no-fly zone over Libya with the express intent of protecting civilians, one of over 3,000 new Hillary Clinton email released by the State Department on New Year's Eve contained damning evidence of Western nations using NATO as a tool to topple Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi the NATO overthrow was not for the protection of the people, but instead was to thwart Gaddafi's attempt to create a gold-backed African currency to complete to compete with the Western Central Banking Monopoly. The emails indicate the French-led NATO military initiative in Libya was also driven by a desire to gain access to a greater share of Libyan oil production and to undermine a long-term plan by Gaddafi to supplement France as the dominant power in the uh, African region. The April 2011 email sent to the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton by unofficial advisor and longtime Clinton confidant 
Sidney Blumenthal, Blumenthal. Oh, with the subject line, France's client and Gaddafi's gold reveals predatory Western intentions. Foreign Policy Journal reports the email identifies President Nicolas Sarkozy as leading the attack on Libya with five specific purposes in mind. To obtain Libyan oil, to ensure French influence in the region, increase Sarkozy's reputation domestically, assert French military power, and to prevent Gaddafi's influence in what is considered a France France phone Africa? Most astounding is the uh, lengthy section uh, uh, dealing with the huge threat that Gaddafi's gold and silver reserves estimated at 143 tons of gold and similar amounts in silver uh, posed to the French franc circulating as a prime African currency. The email makes clear that intelligence sources indicate the impetus behind the French attack on Libya was calculated a calculated move to consolidate greater power using NATO as a tool for imperialist conquest, not a humanitarian intervention as the public was falsely led to believe. It was never that. It was always about... It, there, there were a number of reasons. And, and this, you know, folks, we had talked about Libya. We had talked about Libya in the context of the Arab Spring. We had talked about Libya in the context of, of funneling weapons and personnel to Syria as the uh, forward operating base in Benghazi uh, to topple Syria. But but equally important is the fact that, that Libya had the highest, highest standard of living of, of all African nations under Gaddafi. Yeah, Gaddafi was a bad guy. But, you know, Saeed, his son, was... By the way, where is he? Uh, and where is the gold? But but that's what this article is, is referencing. But, but, but see, so... What Joe just said there, I mean, there were multiple reasons for the takedown of Gaddafi as the, as, as Kankel's Clinton, uh, that's not nice, as, as, uh, you know, <laughs> got a laugh out of tech, tech Eric there. Um, you know, as Clinton, you know, laughed and said, you know, we came, we saw he's dead or something to that effect. But, but how crass is that? We saw he died. Yeah, he died. I mean, really? So, uh, uh, you like that, huh, Eric? Can- Cankles Clinton. Well, uh, Cankles Clinton is much better than, uh, you know, the behavior of, of the once Secretary of State criminal Hillary Clinton, uh, planning, you know, the deaths of uh, allies of the U.S. Or, or dictators implemented by U.S. and U.S. policy. The email, uh, continuing and in, in closing this article, the email provides a peek behind the curtain to reveal how foreign policy is often carried out in practice. While reported in the media that the Western-backed Libyan military intervention is necessary to save human lives, the real driving factor behind the intervention was shown to be the fact that Gaddafi planned to create a high degree of economic independence with a new pan-African currency, which would lessen French influence and power in the region. The evidence indicates that when French intelligence became aware of the Libyan initiative to create a currency to complete with the West to compete with the Western central banking system, the decision to subvert the plan through military means began, ultimately including the NATO alliance. Yeah, and they okay. say that the yep. gold uh, at the time, um, according to knowledgeable individuals, 
This quantity of gold and silver is valued at more than $7 billion. And another question is, where did that gold go? Again, where? and Saeed, Gaddafi's son, providing a lot of uh, uh, intelligence to the United States, in particular, tortured. Well, uh, but but the bottom line is, um, you look. Gaddafi was a, a rabid dog off a chain. Uh, Reagan, bang, you know, uh, bombed the the, the tent, uh, basically the tent city, and the tent that uh, his daughter was living in, killing his the family was living, in, killing his daughter, back in the eighties. And subsequent to 2001, Gaddafi saw the writing on the wall and said, okay, 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 I'll cooperate with you. I'll give you all the intel. In fact, Gaddafi was providing valuable intelligence up to the year, the month that he was really sacrificed, sodomized, and killed. Um, and, and this is not to, to, to to prop up Gaddafi, but but nonetheless, what kind of what kind, seriously, what kind of uh, of horrific animals do we have running our foreign policy when when a, a death of this nature is celebrated? Seriously, <laughs> I mean, just ask yourself. That. When Iran calls the U.S. the Great Satan, you know, uh, a lot of people take that as as oh my gosh, you know, listen to Iran and listen to the their craziness but when you look at the actions of of our leaders and some of and many of our citizens in this country they're not far off you you know i mean so 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 that's that's interesting because now those emails right uh, those are emails that were declassified on the new year's eve uh email right the the dump and and that takes a while to go through (laughs) because there was a lot of documents And, and you'll notice as well in addition to the uh, those emails that were declassified. You'll notice, too, have you noticed this? If, if you're a frequent visitor to, for example, the Drudge Report, um, you'll see a lot of headlines, of a lot of Nazi headlines, declassifications of Nazi activity. Have you been watching this? Some people think, well, gee, Doug, you just have an obsession with the Nazis. No. If I do, others do as well, but that laid the foundation for what we're seeing today. And I want to thank Bob and Maggie out there. Thank you so much for your kind emails. That's just an aside. And it's just, you know, between us. So thank you. Moving right along wait, here. Wait, wait, wait a second. You know, cause I, if I can do this, well, let me toss something out here. Um, we, we had talked about uh, mind control and, so, and stuff. I'm going to throw this in here, and then you go ahead and go to that that next story because what i wanted to do folks paul mcguire you interviewed paul mcguire in my absence last week right i mean and and paul mcguire talks about uh aldous huxley and we had talked Mm -hmm. all week in in segments about mind control and about uh well various things that had to do with the the bigger picture that included the counterculture and mind control i just want to throw this out here because Look how relevant, because I'll get emails and people saying, well, where's the relevance in this? Look at all the news headlines, and you're talking about stuff that happened more than a half a century ago. So what? Well, listen, here's what I'm going to toss out at you. When Paul McGuire and I heard that program, uh, finally, today, 
But when Paul McGuire talks and has been on our program, he talks about Aldous Huxley. In fact, he writes about it in his book Mass Awakening and Prophecy of the Future of America and all of his books. And in 1954, Huxley published a study of consciousness expansion through mescaline. The Doors of Perception, it was called. It was the first manifesto of the psychedelic drug cult. How many remember The Doors? Of course you do. The Doors rock band borrowed their name from this psychedelic manifesto, which is The Doors of Perception. Now, Huxley borrowed the title from William Blake's poem, If the Doors of Perception Were Cleansed, All Things Would Appear Infinite. Now, I'm going somewhere with this that's going to connect directly to everything we're talking about tonight and talked about throughout the week. Four years later, after it was 1958, Aldous Huxley assembled a number of essays that he had written for New, uh, a Newsday and published them collectively as Brave New World Revisited. Now, Paul talks about Brave New World, Brave New World Revisited. In that treatise, he described this society where the, f- the first aim of the rulers is, at all costs, to keep their subjects from making trouble. Okay, did you catch that? The aim of the rulers is to keep people from making trouble. Now, he described a very likely future. Now, consider this. You talk about some insight into the future. The completely organized society, the abolition of free will by methodical conditioning, the servitude made acceptable by regular doses of chemically induced happiness... He goes on. Anyway, you see, he he predicted democracies. Representative Republic, America, United Kingdom, all the free countries of the world. He predicted that, that the free countries would ultimately change their nature. In particular, the, the U.S., quaint old forms, you know, such as elections and parliaments and Supreme Courts, oh, they're going to stay. They're going to remain but the underlying substance will be non-violent totalitarianism. That's what Huxley said in 58. Democracy and freedom, well, that's going to be the theme of every mainstream broadcast of news and entertainment and every newspaper editorial and every magazine out there and every internet, well, he didn't say internet, but every internet function democracy and freedom you see but not in a literal sense democracy and freedom not in a literal sense meanwhile the ruling oligarchy and its highly trained elite their soldiers their policemen their thought manufacturers and Mind manipulators will quietly run the show as they see fit. Now, I ask you, is that not what we're seeing today? You see, it's, it is the conjunction. It's the connecting of the dots from our week, uh, this week of shows and, and previous shows with, with, with Paul uh, McGuire, the, the Aldous Huxley, the, Counterculture, the Timothy Leary, the Harvard University psychology, uh, psych, psychology Department, the Tavistock Institute, the Russell Huxley Frankfurt, Frankfurt School crowd, the uh, uh, brain drugs, the mass production of all of the psychotropic drugs produced in laboratories, the CIA's handling 
of all of this that we talked about, they bring and have brought mass changes in society. You know, and and it's interesting because Leary had, Timothy Leary had said it's going to happen regardless. It's going to happen, and. and but Leary also said something um, that I found interesting, and I copied this quote here. We had run up against the Judeo-Christian commitment to one God, one religion, one reality that has cursed Europe for centuries in America since our founding days. Drugs that open the mind to multiple realities inevitably lead to a polytheistic, polytheistic view of the universe. We sense that the time for a new humanist religion based on intelligence, good-natured pluralism, and scientific paganism has arrived. The reason I brought that up now? Well, this is exactly what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the after-effects of the counterculture movement. We're seeing the after-effects of the mind-control programming. We're seeing the after-effects of the of everything that was discussed play out right now. It had to be that way. But you're not going to hear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're not going to hear Rush Limbaugh. You're not going to hear Mark Levin. You're not going to hear the majority of the people in the mainstream talk show circuit talk about this. And you're not certainly not going to hear this from the, well, you're not going to hear this very, very, except by very few people. But we have to understand that the roots of the fruit we're, we have today, I mean, the fruit, the fruit of today, began with the roots of yesterday in in this in this massive brainwashing psychotropic uh, Nazi occult paganistic luciferian sinister game of American political witchcraft so keep that in mind as we go through the uh, go through the uh, additional art, uh, news this is a very interesting article from Bloomberg business employee wellness programs not so voluntary anymore Take a blood test or lose your health coverage. This is an interesting story. Dale Arnold, who worked for Wisconsin plastics maker uh, Flambeau, chose not to take his work-sponsored health assessment and biometric screening. The company responded by pulling his insurance coverage. Like many employees, Flambeau uses a wellness program to cut insurance costs by encouraging healthy employee habits in the past Submitting on-site blood tests of blood pressure, body mass, and cholesterol uh, meant saving a few hundred dollars. Now, companies such as Flambeau have gone a step further, denying health care entirely to those who do not participate. People like Arnold must instead pay more for expensive coverage uh, through the government's COBRA program, according to several federal courts. And, and that's just an expansion or an allowance. Mm-hmm. The, the COBRA is, is when you lose your insurance or drop your insurance, that you give you a, a period of time to change without penalty. And, 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 and yeah. you know, so that's what that is. And you folks, you know what COBRA is. According to several federal courts, including one that ruled in favor of Flambeau, this is all perfectly legal. In a case filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the U.S. government argued that Flambeau's wellness program didn't comply with the Americans with Disability Act which limits companies from requiring medical exams on personal health information from workers. Denying employer-sponsored coverage costs crosses the line from voluntary to coercive, (laughs) the EEOC contended. 
Not so, said federal judge in Madison, Wisconsin, who ruled on December 31st that employees can deny coverage without violating the ADA as long as the data gleaned from the wellness program is used for purposes of overall health coverage. And this sets a very dangerous precedent. In this case, screenings help Flambeau determine the risk of the insurance pool. The EEOC says it is reviewing the decision. Um, a Samuel Bagenstun, a professor at the University of Michigan, claims the ruling turns voluntary voluntariness <laughs> on its head. It would make it all but impossible to enforce a uh, voluntary requirement for requests for medical information. In that sense, it's probably the wrong reading of the statute. Over the last few years, wellness programs have become a popular way for companies to try to curb rising health care costs. Employers spent a record $693 per employee on such initiatives last year, up from 430 the previous year, according to data from Fidelity Investments. Wellness programs, an umbrella term for an employer-supported initiative to improve and promote employee health, were one of the most popular benefits last year, with three-quarters of organizations surveyed by the Society for Human Resource Management offering some sort of program. Successes have been claimed. Companies that require health care surcharges for smokers, for example, say employees subsequently cut their tobacco use. Um, a recent survey found, yet despite the popularity of the wellness programs among employees, the efficiency is unclear. Participation rates hovered at 24% in 2014, according to a Gallup research poll that con- uh, concluded that when employees don't engage, the programs definitely don't work. Moreover, the programs tend to see results only over the long term. Researchers in, seven, in a seven-year study at PepsiCo found that participation was associated with lower health care costs, but only after the third year. Now, we're at the top of the hour here, but yes, they say are. you're going to begin to see a real tension to basically uh, uh, people to live healthier lives so that they can use their insurance less and lose less days at work. But the point here... When is the line crossed from voluntary compliance to enforcement or coercive, mandated, uh, threatening, and in this case, removing the benefits such as health care as a refusal from a refusal to comply? Folks, we'll be right back with our third and final hour on the Hagman and Hagman Report this Friday, January 15, 2016, right after this. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our third and final hour on this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Today is January 15th, 2016, and we're going to cover news this third hour. We're not going to take calls as we thought, but hopefully next week we will... um, We can open the phone lines next week. Uh, We just want to cover a lot of groundwork here because there's so much groundwork to cover. And we have new listeners checking in with us. Uh, it's interesting because our, our listenership is growing and, and our, our people are saying, hey, can, can you talk about different things? Because my family's tuning in now and, um, 
uh, we need a little bit of the basics mixed with the current events, and so we're attempted, attempting to appeal to a, to a pretty wide audience. But go ahead. This article is um, one that stems from the President's State of the Union address. Uh, Embracing homosexuality is America's future, Obama <laughs> says in State of the Union. President Obama hailed gay marriage as one of the proudest accomplishments and looked forward to the day when Americans would shed traditional sexual morality to embrace homosexuals in this final State of the Union address last night. The President told a combined Chamber of Congress, Cabinet members, and most of the Supreme Court that upholding our unique strengths as a nation and heeding the spirit of progress made our national celebration of sexual minorities possible. That's how we secured the freedom in every state to marry the person you love, Obama said early in his rather short national address. The reference to a highly contested 5-4 to four Supreme Court decision infuriated pro-family advocates. The Republican leadership ought to set aside an empty chair in front of the chamber to represent that more than 50 million Americans whose votes in support of traditional marriage were stolen by anti-constitutional illegitimate ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court, said Brian Brown, president of the National Organization of Marriage. It's a national insult that the president... Obama would celebrate such an affront to democracy, uh, is what he says, but <laughs> so more than that. Um, to underscore his comment to the issue, First Lady Michelle Obama invited James uh, Oberfell, the plaintiff in the Supreme Court Obergefell. case. Obergefell. The plaintiff in the Supreme Court case was one of her special guests. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan gave a spare ticket to the Family Research Council, which in turn invited County Clerk Kim Davis, who refused to issue gay marriage licenses to same-sex couples on religious liberty grounds. Um, was it Obergefell? Obergefell. Obergefell said if he confronted Davis, he would tell her that her stance isn't right, isn't fair, and isn't am- what America is about. But there is no inclination that the two met. For her part, Davis said she hoped her presence helped encourage Christians who want to make a difference in our nation. The president, who gave his final State of the Union address, returned to the subject of homosexuality later in the hour-long speech. I have such incredible confidence in our future because I see your quiet, sturdy citizenship all the time, he said. He said he found hope in the son who finds the courage to come out as who he is and the father whose love for that son overrides everything he's been taught about homosexual behavior. Once again, Obama made no reference to abortion in the national address, although he praised Obamacare, saying the premium hikes caused by health insurance inflation were now increasing at a lower rate than in previous years. He once again advanced federal intervention in education policy, calling the No Child Left Behind bill an important start to offering universal publicly funded preschool. In the coming years, we should indoctrination. Build on indoctrination. That's what it is. In coming years, we should build on the progress that by providing pre-K for all. He said Obama has advocated federally funded daycare since the first presidential campaign in 2008, mentioning that in previous State of the Union addresses and even including a reference in the nation's first ever report to the UN Human Rights Council. Policy experts warned that the new entitlement would not be helpful and most of the Americans do not want that kind of government tinkering with traditional family roles. Families seem to prefer caring for their children at home 
in their early years, said Lindsay Burke, a scholar at the Heritage Foundation. Multiple studies show that educational benefits of the child recovered by attending a Head Start disappears by the spring of first grade, but well-documented negative effects of preschool on children behavior such as increased aggression, uh, arrested emotional development remain. But again, the purpose of this article, uh, the president, during the uh, State of the Union, embracing homosexuality as America's future, uh, Obama said in the State of the Union address, and uh, saying, upholding our unique strengths as a nation and heeding the spirit of progress made our nation's celebration of sexual minorities possible. Well, there's a battle for America taking place, obviously. There's a battle even more than that. A battle is being waged in the heavenlies, and it's manifesting here on on terra firma, on earth. And everyone, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, we're all part of the battle. And if you're... uh, and. I just want to say hi, Megan. <laughs> I don't know what made me think of you. Uh, just a tremendous lady, a business owner. She, uh, her and her husband, they've got, uh, I believe, five children, the home school. I mean, my goodness. Uh, but, you know, this is an affront to every Christian. And what we have today is, of course, a battle for the morality, a battle for, it's a battle against Christians. And I find it interesting because, again, we have to go back to the foundations. And look at the, look at this for a wider scope. Look at what Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati, had had said. Behold our secrets, he he said. He wrote, if in order to destroy Christianity, remember that the ends justify the means. This can be done in no other way but by secret associations which will by degrees and in silence possess themselves of the government of the states the express aim of this order is to abolish Christianity and overthrow all civil governments now, this is Weishaupt number how many how many hundreds of years ago well and then Dan Brown remember Dan Brown the author of Angels and, and Demons right. and the Da Vinci Code right he, he he wrote, um, and, and he admitted in numerous uh, interviews, the Brotherhood of the Illuminati is also factual. So when we talk about the Illuminati, and you... you, you oh, it you, is factual. And then right, was, uh, but, but the articles, or the, the stories you just read about about the about the elevating to a, an elite status, the homosexuals, the transgendered, the LGBTs, the, 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 the perverse... In place of the of the, of the godly, well, this is what's taking place. Yeah, look, the, the the philosophical battle for this country began, folks, in the seventeenth, eighteenth centuries, between the Bavarian Illuminati and Christianity, and it's, it's still going on today. It's it's a battle. We look at it today. I guess it would be a battle between the secular humanist ideals and Judeo-Christian values. Right, I mean that's where it's at right now. Mysteriously, uh, mysteriously, both America and the Illuminati were founded in 1776. I find that very interesting. And as, at the nation's founding, there was a clash of worldviews, and we're seeing the clash of worldviews, or maybe even more to the point, a clash of 
ideologies, a clash of morality or a clash of spirituality, a clash between what's what's good and versus what's evil, because now evil is being called good in the form of what uh, of this celebration. Can you imagine? Imagine oh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama in the hallowed halls giving the State of the Union address and celebrating the perversity that is homosexual marriage. Boy, I guarantee you, I guarantee that's going to get me some emails and some postal mail. Feel free to send the postal mail addresses on the front of our website, hagmanhagman.com. Okay? They hate mail and, uh, you know, go ahead and, and elevate us on the right wing hate watch website, SPLC website. Go ahead. Because because it's perverse. It's perverse, and, and it's part of a takedown of our country. Not only of our country, it's part of a takedown of of our belief system, our our system, our, our Christian, Judeo-Christian system. This is an attack. See, you can't destroy necessarily. Uh, you cannot destroy a, a solid a solid unit. A family unit, the nuclear family, the husband, the wife, the man, the wife, the man, the woman, the children. You can't do that unless there's a crack in the foundation. And the crack in the foundation is where the smoke of Satan seeps in and destroys us from within. And the founders of the secret societies from the Illuminati, the Skull and Bones, to the Council on Foreign Relations, to the Trilateral Commission, to the Tavistockian um, Institute uh, proxies. Uh, these are all the sinister forces that are that that are uh, waging war against us. You know, people say that look, we, we weren't founded as a Christian nation, and, and uh, many of the founding fathers had to varying degree to varying various degrees. Uh, different ide- ideological beliefs. Some with they had a biblical worldview. Others were deists, and some were Freemasons on the part of the uh, uh, or part of the Illuminati on the Rosicrucian order. Uh, we need to understand this. We need to understand our own history. Um, and I won't go through you know our history, but uh, you know it's interesting to me as I as Joe and I were looking at different things. You know. Every every home has got a flat screen television, and isn't isn't that interesting that uh, the price of televisions have come down so much? I mean, it's nothing to have you know a television in every room, and you're you're just sucked into this idiot box. Well, uh, it, it, I would say this: the style, the the chicest form of control is making people believe that they're free while having someone manipulate their every move, right? In other words, go ahead and believe you're free, but you're not. <laughs> you think you're free, but you're not. So one form of dictatorship is being in a prison cell. That's you know you're you know you're not free. You can see the bars, you can't get out. The other, of course, is much more subtle, and it is a dictatorship when you can't see the bars and you think you're free. The biggest hypnotist in the world is going to. Is it well? The biggest hypnotist in the world is is maybe what you're looking at right now, or next to you right now. That's the television. You know, it's, it it reaches in just about everyone's home. It creates the 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 basis for mass brainwashing, and 
folks, you might not realize this, but your mind is being shaped and molded every second. Every time you turn on your television set, you, it's your your mind is being messed with. Because one of the things that happens, and uh, uh, <laughs> it's interesting, one of the things that happens when you watch TV, the right part of your brain, the right hemisphere, is twice as active as the left. Have you ever seen, and I think there might be videos about this, which it, it, in itself is a neurological and anomaly you, you got to understand that okay the crossover from left to right releases a surge of the body's natural opiates so when you're watching tv there's this release of endorphins which includes the beta endorphins and and other structurally identical uh, uh compounds that are again identical to opium and its derivatives like morphine and codeine and heroin so in other words what your tv is doing is working as a high-tech delivery system Right to your brain, and and we all feel its effects. Another effect of watching TV is that the the higher brain regions, like the midbrain and the neocortex, and we've talked about this before, they are bang shut down, and and most activity shifts to the limbic system, which is the in the lower part of your brain. And why am I talking about this? Well, why why even go here? Because because right now. Uh, you don't, well, the majority of people don't know truth from lies. They don't know, uh, they're being brainwashed. You're being brainwashed. You're being transformed to think that what Obama said in the State of the Union address, that we are to celebrate this diversity known as homosexuality. We are to celebrate the perversity that is. We are to enjoy our captivity and turn, turn in our guns. And you see, the internet is full of people who are advancing this brainwashed, sadly, this brainwashed uh, um, uh, picture, for lack of a better word. And and, uh, people are going to laugh right in your face, right at you, when you try to explain to them the bigger picture, pun intended, and the unseen reality that's behind the curtain that we talk about on this show. Um, Real quick here, because... Joe's got some good stuff to get into, but again, I'm just trying to provide. You know, I'm just trying to provide this this backdrop here. Got no, got nothing. Uh, you know, new groundbreaking. Well, news, yeah, so. and you know, you, you you go to the news, you can see the news. You go to the headlines, you, you understand that we're in a heap of world of hurt, right? I mean, you get that. You, you get that. You, you understand that that. Um, Hey, the stock market or the investors, savers and the people in the stock market—they lost two point three trillion dollars here just over the last seven days. Yeah, over the last seven months, fifteen trillion. But but see, okay, so fifteen trillion. But see, everything is okay because the television told you it's okay, or be, these numbskulls, these pseudo intellectual academic, uh, you know mealy mouth idiots that, that sit there on these panels behind the the the, the television uh, on these news shows and, and these late night uh, perverse comedians and the, the writers and directors who think of programs like Lucifer it's okay hey it's just entertainment but see that lays the groundwork for you to accept the fact that Obama can stand up there and say well you know it's a good thing that we uh, it's a good thing that we embrace this uh, diversity that's known as homosexuality it's not perversity it's diversity this is how you're being programmed because the television is not the truth it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Television is really nothing more than an amusement park. It, it's 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 
theater. I mean, exactly. It's programming, you know? So, you are being, you sit there, and people sit there day after day, night after night, and then you try, you, the listener of this program, you'll try to talk to them about world events that we talk about, and there's a disconnect, and we wonder, we're wondering why. Why can't I tell my brother-in-law, or, or why can't I tell him about what's going on? Because TV is just about all they know. And, and do you do you realize, folks, that five percent of Americans read more than five books per year? Yet one billion people tune in to the Oscars. So think about that for a second. So only five percent of Americans read more than five books a year, but you got a billion people tuning into the the Oscars. And folks, um, I'm sure, especially with our audience, that there are people who, uh, I'm sure, most listeners have read books and have read books that movies have been made from. And you can't tell me that the books are always better than the movies. <laughs> Reading is 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 not only something that is uh, a healthy activity as it stimulates your mind, whereas the TV makes you docile and in a hypnotic-type state, reading increases uh, your brain activity and the likelihood of your learning to be able to increase in your creative yep. uh, part of the brain to continue functioning. Well, look, television, why, for example, why... Are, are people so accepting of, of a perversity? Why are people so accepting and non-questioning uh, of, of immorality and, and criminal behavior? Why are people just so docile today? Well, television has provided just a, a tremendously great method to create a, a, this homogenous culture, a mass culture through which popular opinion can be shaped, controlled, so everyone in the country would think the same, and they're doing it. Pastor, a Reverend Minister Leonard Ravenhill said, "Entertainment is the devil's substitute for joy. Right? Because there is no joy in the house of the Lord. We need entertainment, <laughs> and that entertainment is what the devil uses to substitute for joy of uh, just an just being a Christian and and having a uh, a joy of just life and life for living for your family and for the right thing." Well, you know, look, this is what happens when, you know, we have this free time when we become content with the way things are when we're not improving or working to improve. Uh, you know, we find ourselves with uh, choices. You know, do we want to hang out with our friends? Do we want to sit there and watch TV? Even on downtime, you know, when you're with your family or your wife, uh, you know, you could spend that time reading the Bible together or uh, reading a book and, you know, doing something uh, proactive. But instead we choose... We, and I, and I mean we because we're all guilty of this, the easy way out. We'd rather sit on the couch and watch TV uh, for an hour or two or watch a movie when we have the time, um, giving us no benefit in any uh, way possible. Well, it, but right. It, but it's right. easy. It's, it's oh, comfortable. It, yeah. Well, it's turning us into a bunch of touchy-feely infants or, or man-children or adults with infantile infantile tendencies it's, it's it's done so you don't necessarily get in the way of the globalists that are trying to force this stuff down your throat notice how the TPP 
has gone off people's radar. Notice how gun control, the initiatives through executive actions announced, what, just uh, two weeks ago, yeah, have yeah, just fallen know. off the radar. Oh, it's Not for okay. our Attorney General, Loretta Lynch. That's right. Go ahead. U.S. Attorney General to institutionalize Obama gun laws. This article uh, That's from World, World Net Daily, Daily yeah. from two days ago uh, goes on to state that Loretta Lynch, Attorney General, uh, will Loretta become Lynch, the latest Obama appointee to admit that one of her top priorities is to make sure President Obama's policies live on long after she and her boss leave power. Lynch is quoted in the latest issue of the New York Magazine saying, My goal is to position the Department of Justice where it will carry on all of these issues long after myself and my team have moved on. She was speaking specifically about Obama's executive orders on gun control, which she announced last week. Lynch made the comment in response to a question about how she planned to prosecute gun sellers under the new executive actions. And it goes on from there. Well, this is the making of a fascist society. This is all part of a fascist society. You know, most people think they got to have a pretty good idea. I mean, about what a fascist society is about. People are waiting for a fascist society to arrive. It's here inside one, right? And, and you know, you, you you've seen the movies and the and the the made-for-TV movies, the the documentaries on the History Channel, the little glimpses and gla- glamour glimpses of of Nazi Germany in the 1930s, the crowds, the friend frenzies, the glitter, the the you know the uh, well-dressed, jack-booted uh, troops as they walk down the street, the, the rallies, the waving of the Nazi flags. You see the big crowds. You know, uh, then of course there were speeches. There were the speeches by Hitler that were made, and and you see people cheering, and you think that can't happen here. It is happening here. It has happened here. It, it, the people raising their arms and salute, beckoning, beckoning their their leader, their Führer. You know, who can really forget now? The and I, I mean, you can you can remember the terrifying images, the the terrifying images of Nazi thugs breaking windows in the Jewish ghetto. Remember that. Remember the, the, the you've seen it. The videos of, of of Nazis pulling the the old ladies by their hair onto the onto the uh, streets. The you know the SS troops using the their machine guns, the butt of their machine guns to beat someone and just do a pulp. Well, that's happening here in America too with our, with our federalized police forces. Now, and, this is not an indictment against the police, but I mean. And before that, it was the labeling, the spray painting of the, uh, yes. uh, uh, the markings of the Jewish buildings, uh, and businesses and houses where Jewish families lived. You know, it, which started before that was, uh, kind of like the scarlet letter, the ribbons that Jewish people had to wear. To be identified as Jewish, and that's, that's what right. we see today. You know, with the Southern Poverty Law Center and the other governmental organizations that like to label things uh, from domestic extremism to belligerent citizens to uh, anti-government conspiracy theorists and etc. Well, you, you know, look, we we, we saw twenty six million um, Soviets murdered in the war back in World War Two. Uh, millions of Europeans, half a million American soldiers, and everyone said never again. And and you get that the world would never, never, ever tolerate this inhumanity ever again. And it, the rights of people would never again be so flagrantly violated. We'd never have another Hitler in our midst. Never would 
just never. No, 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 never. But uh, you know, the bottom line here. Um, what, what if? What if you? Uh, what? Were you sure about that? I guess. Are you sure? What if there's? What if we're about ready to, or have already, let another monster into the room or the cage or the prison in which we reside? Look back, um, and, and th- here's an, here's a, here's an example. You can look back at the victorious troops entering Baghdad and Kabul, right? Think back to that. Think back to Operation Desert Storm. I remember watching. On a little TV in in your bedroom. Yep. The night those uh, those bombings began, watching Baghdad and the yep. lights uh, and the bombs go off. And, and afterwards, you remember all the wave, the uh, flags waving and uh, the and yeah, kind of like you know, after they announced the Bin Laden death, and then people went out in front of the White House with their flags. And, yeah. Yeah. The, the cheering of, of, of uh, the approval, the cheering, enormous crowds of people. And they raise their arms and salute, beckoning their president and saying, oh, hey, this is great. Well, it, okay. You know, the thrill, it's a, there's a thrill of victory. And then, of course, the agony of defeat. Um, except this time, you know, we, we really kicked their butts, didn't we? We showed them. We showed them, didn't we? And we had that we had that nationalism and, and the American exceptionalism to back us. Now that's not to indict any soldier that that were acting on orders or anything. That's not to indict that. It, it, it's it's to it, it, look. It's just get you thinking back. Look look at the celebrations. This is at issue here. The celebrations. The what we saw on television. What you saw on television. Come to, you know. Come to think of it. As was the scenario for the intervention, the wars and all that, were, were they not just merely copied and pasted from previous historical events? If you think back to, in fact, Sudan, save, save Daffer coalition, the, uh, to Kosovo and the Balkans, to Somalia, to Grenada, to the Falklands, to, uh, television was the primary facilitator for all of these historic celebrations, right? Um, so, if I may, just cite once again Daniel Estelin, Tavistock Institute. He 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 wrote that uh, there was a report in February of twenty or two thousand and seven in reference to uh, the Sudan Britain inspired conflict, first create instability and chaos. That gives the appearance of Arabs fighting Africans. It's always the other people over there killing each other. The second wage of media campaign that focuses a laser beam of public attention on the rising instability. And third, you, you gotta whip up public opinion in fury among a highly manipulated Western population who will quite literally believe anything. And then fourth, make sure the devil, this time, you know, well, make sure the devil, Comes on the horseback, and, and what's meant by that is that the really is the picture, the unwavering narrative of good versus evil, and, and then you got to demonize the a- enemy and, and anyone surrounding them. And of course, remember the remember the uh, demonization, the axis of evil, and all this. And yeah, we were gamed. We were gamed. 
And that's what brought us to where we're at right now. And it was under the banner, shall we say, of moral, of the moral high ground. With the full support of, of us, the, that we overthrew the bad, the evil, and, and what we do, we, we installed a benevolent, peace-loving, pro-democracy government, didn't we, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're told. Well, you know, not quite. But the television, if you watch TV, and if you listen to, oh, all of the conservatives, uh, especially the political conservatives, the Krauthammers and the Brit Humes and anyone on Fox and, you know, all of the darlings, well, where do you get that from? You, you, you don't talk to them across the dinner table. You watch them on television. Remember, it was TV that told you what, what you were celebrating back when, and it was television that told you why you got to be, be proud of, feel proud to be American. It was television and the people behind it that made, told you what to think. And that's basically the bottom line. Um, that's basically the bottom line here. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, it's mind-boggling that, that the public just doesn't question any of them. People choose to participate in the celebration either directly, whether it be through parade routes or through the newscast. And think of it this way, too. By the end of 2010, more than a half a million innocent Iraqis are dead, along with Hussein. Now, babies killed, 5,000-plus American troops dead, unknown tens of thousands maimed for life. Who were liberating the country on behalf of British Petroleum, Royal Dutch America, or Royal Dutch uh, Shell, Halliburton, Blackwater. I'm trying to think all the all the company. Chase Manhattan Bank, Bank of America. You got a, this huge list of multinational corporations, each and every one vying for a piece of of the Iraqi pie. And part of their wealth. And just as we talked about earlier in, in the program, Joe, you talked about this. Iraq emails declassified. What were they about Libya? It was about the gold. It was about the money. The gold backed currency. Yes. For oil. Gaddafi. Oh, yes. The resources. That's what it was about. Same thing with Saddam. So, uh, look, between Afghanistan and Iraq, you got tens of thousands of dead children, hundreds of thousands maimed for life, and who, and, well, for who, for whom, I guess is the proper terminology, did we fight? For whom? Were we fighting for the freedom of the very people we were dropping bombs on? Hell no! No! Can I say that a lot a different way? No! <laughs> No, no, we were, we replaced the the most corrupt leaders the world has ever seen with more corrupt leaders. Karzai, for example, he, he was a, a major drug trafficker in bed with the same forces that we were fighting against in the we're garden poppy fields over there right now. And we've been programmed programmed by television, programmed by the Tavistock Institute, programmed by the secret societies, yes, they are real, to buy it. To buy it. The airport, you know, look, have you traveled? Have you traveled by airplane across the United States? I had the uh, 
opportunity of doing so last year with you. Well, yeah. not two years ago with you in yeah, Montana. Yeah, that was a f- fun time, boy. <laughs> I Let knew what you were thinking. Yes. Well, these jackbooted Nazi goons uh, at the Department of Homeland Security, TSA, you know, I, I mean, really... I mean, think about the Nazis who dragged the uh, the elderly Jewish ladies out of their homes, beat them to death with a rifle butt, just in the name of security, right? Mm-hmm. What difference is there between that that action and the action of the Nazi uh, uh, structure that the Department of Homeland Security exists in the United States? Oh, we're free, all right. Oh, we're free. You believe that? Enjoy your freedom. How are you enjoying your freedom? Do you really think that uh, you really think that we're free? Do you really think that 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 we we're can't, free you know? in the sense of spiritual uh, liberty through Jesus Christ? As far as freedom in our system of government, um, even there, I mean, even there, we we have the opposition spiritually of Satan, but the the freedoms that we think we enjoy. As Americans are that are laid out in the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence have been, as the um, manual we read from yesterday from the Homeland Security defining, you know, violent militia extremist threats. Uh, they say that it, you are uh, if you, the ideology of anti-government uh, violent militia uh, men is that America has been encroaching on the rights and liberties of of Americans for years and, and trying to strip them of their guns and, um, you know, to bring in some type of tyrannical uh, system that uses concentration camps and mass extermination. Well, we're free as much as we... Uh, freedom comes at a price. Thomas Jefferson said, the tree of liberty... Uh, how does it go? The tree of liberty needs to be watered with the blood, blood, blood of tyrants. Uh, Something and, yeah, and that something might like not that. sound Christian-like, but what he said was true. Um, when you have a system, and and look how America really started. You had a group of people uh, sick of the political oppression and the religious oppression from the Inquisition to the uh, the tyrannical King George the Third and the overtaxation to go find a new land to establish a system of freedom, which was uh, not a new system, but an old system, as we talked about yesterday. Um, But the freedom is only... It's a reintroduction reintroduction of of the Babylonian system. I guess the question should be, how much freedom can you expect when you do nothing to secure or uh, protect the freedoms that we were given? When you use right. your time right. to, well, when you, to, when you to, to dumb yourself television. down, right, and you do when so willingly, you use your time to self-destruct through, uh, you know, human behaviors that most of us have have sadly gone through. How much freedom can you expect? Well, you, you know, we all have a role to play, and to to as as we come in the the final 19 minutes of of the programming for the week uh as we as we as we approach this final end to the week i ask that you go back and and kind of consider what we talked about the entire week because right now at this point in time we i believe we have made the case that that 
we are right now, we are right now at the point of a complete takeover and it's fascism. And you know what? For as much as people don't want to hear it, we have right now a system in place that has its roots in the secret societies, but also the Hitler, the Nazi occult. And this Nazi occult, the sinister forces, the American political witchcraft that's taking place, and this American Babylon, we are, as a nation, under judgment. But And we are facing judgment, each and every one of us, but we all have a role to play. We all have to, to for, but before we can play that role, we have to identify the enemy. And before we can really identify the enemy, and, and we, I mean, it's easy to do, but what's not so easy to do is to understand and, and to really, really take apart the, the roles and or their, their, the uh, practices of the enemy, the, the tools of the enemy, and their methods and, and, and uh, modus operandi. But what what we're seeing right now is the result of, of, I would say, a Freudian mass brainwashing, I suppose. Oh, yeah, and it's intentional. It's been intentional. Uh, It's been an agenda from the beginning. They, you know, and really politics is a form of religion, uh, exactly right. It, it is, and it, you know we again we we have to understand that there right now there's a fundamental clash of ideals. There's a fundamental clash of morality. There's a fundamental clash of of uh, good versus evil, and, and we have to understand that. Uh, uh, well. There's a Renaissance view, and I think Paul McGuire has talked about this before, uh, of of a man and those who see themselves by their birthright, by their legacy, by their by their lineage above other people, other men, other women, other well, other humans and, who see who see us as animals, as as insects that must be repressed, uh, stomped on, dead by the state. All right, am I right? Yeah, and and just uh, you made me think of something I don't, kind of out of the left field, but dealing with lineages and bloodlines. Um, one thing that I've read uh, at some point in the last few years is that we are placeholders for our bloodline and our you know. But I don't agree that, with that at all. If we're placeholders, but, you might as well be a doormat. You might as well get walked on, and you might well, as well no, just think of it like lay this. down and die. Think of it. Think of it like this. Uh, for Jesus. He had to come through a specific line, tribe, right? Bloodline. He had to he had to come from, uh, you know, the tribe of Levi, and every uh, person who was an ancestor of Jesus, uh, you know, the, the father, great grandfather, um, etc., held that place of the bloodline, and they had to uh, maintain and keep a certain level of uh, righteousness, or um, I, I guess that's not a great example, but our actions today, you know, whether what we ingest in our body, what we put in our body, uh, how we take care of ourselves, directly affects the people who come after us. 
our own children. And we can choose to give them, um, you know, what we have been turned into, or we can choose to do what we can to give them uh, a better chance. You know, uh, we we hear how genetics uh, are involved in uh, problems, like uh, heart disease can be a genetic problem. Well, it's our responsibility for our future progeny to f- try to fix things like this. And I don't mean through uh, the advanced scientific gene splicing and editing that scientists are talking about now. I'm talking about through making the correct decisions to do things right this time, to take care of our bodies properly, to take care of our mind properly, and and understand uh, and pass on the important information to. And this is how the people of power have kept in power for so long. It's not that they write stuff down in books and publish it for their uh, you know, future progeny to read and learn. Uh, a DNA... DNA contains much more than than uh, just you know uh, your gene traits. There is information in there, of course. But but again, it, when you when you say something like um, we're placeholders, and, and, and I'm saying this from a, that, an, an Illuminati publication, a okay, a, I, I can accept that. Okay, that's how they see it, and I, I tend to agree with it in the sense that we are, um, you know, our decisions directly affect our descendants well uh, only to the extent that that you don't look at it as a passive right. existence right you, you know we're more again we're uh, to, taking to, that illuminati concept or global that, that elitist concept but taking it down to a just a personal level um what we do and and you know how we take care of ourselves and how we take care of our body and mind directly affects you know our our children who come after us Right. Yeah. And we can change the course of our, you know, some families have, uh, father, son, you know, grandfather, father, son, uh, who have all criminal tendencies end up in jail. Bad things happen. It's just this pattern. But every person has the opportunity to change their family lineage, to change the course of the direction of their family. Well, yeah, and, and, and I agree with that. that. But, and that's but, why I said it's kind of out of left field. But well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, but 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 I can I no, I understand that. But I think what we need to know, and what at the end of this, and, and you know, we're going to be continuing the the the, the deeper discussion. Uh, I mean, you haven't, folks. You, you haven't heard really the the deep down dark mechanics of no. of, of really what what's going on here. And we uh, haven't because I can't articulate it. As I haven't done the proper research in certain areas, but to, to well, get look, into it. But we are we are we are in a prophetic countdown right now to the end of days, to Armageddon, to the to the fulfillment fulfillment, fulfillment Yeah, if I can talk right of prophecy, and, and a lot of scholars, Bible expositors, they're going to disagree on the order of events, but and we don't have we to can, agree. No, but we can all agree that we're on the fast track right now to the end of uh, to the end of days. We can all agree that we are going to be seeing here in short in, in my view in short order a chaos in this country and a chaos all across the west. We're already seeing that in terms of the the uh alien mass immigration. You, you do you think that that was an accident that was just a mere uh, uh burp of of history? Where you know, gee whiz, this is a humanitarian crisis that was not foreseen. No, this was created, and this is being done here in this country, in America, 
to dilute the moral and social fabric of this country, the social fabric of this country and the religious fabric of this country, and to take us down from within. That's part of this this uh, immigration issue. Now we're seeing where the stock market is tanking. And we can talk all day long about the little the, the intricacies of, of why the stock market went down. We had the same with the oil. But look at the bigger picture instead. Look at the larger picture. Look at what all of these events are telling us. And if you don't see, if you don't hear the footsteps of war or the drumbeats of war and the footsteps of the Antichrist coming at you like a galloping racehorse, then you're not listening or you're too too brainwashed to understand the signs and the sounds of the season. And let me say this, because it's not just destructive, uh, war-torn uh, aftermath that will uh, bring about this uh, Antichrist kingdom. We were, we talked about this in, in previous weeks and how it says in Daniel chapter 8 verse 23 through 26 how uh, through peace many will be destroyed in the end times. That's right. So this destructive evil Antichrist system can and will be implemented through what seems to be a peace or a, a utopia of sorts. A collective society of yeah. uh, that benefits everybody who wants to be a part of it and, you know, put in their fair share. That's right. And, and as we approach the end of the, end of the final minutes of the week, look, folks, right now, there are a couple of questions you should be asking yourselves. What are we to do? How are we to live? Of course, if you're a Christian and you're introspective, you've already asked yourselves. Right now, as long as the church has exists on earth god has a destiny as long as christians exist god has a destiny for us to fulfill we have a position to play christians will exist till the till the very end only in very few numbers well look the destiny can the destiny that we our destiny is uh i would say faithfulness among other things it's our responsibility to be faithful to god's words and directives we have to listen we have to understand what our instructions are from god we have to play our positions and play them well and that goes you know from coach dave dobmeyer pt salt uh pt salt uh to uh, uh to everyone we need to play our positions very well but as we are living in the last days of history, and as the world is quickly moving toward the end times Babylonian system that has been well predicted in in the book of Revelation, in the book of Daniel, and Scripture, we need to prepare mankind. We are mankind is being divided, ladies and gentlemen, into two camps: Lucifer's and God's. It's the Luciferian plan to usher in the Illuminati's new world order. It's coming to fruition right before your very eyes. If you can't see it, then take the blinders off. As and, and while this satanic plan is is being in, implemented right now, well, well, folks, God knew about this a long time ago. I mean, long ago, long time ago. God he, knew he, about this before he, knew, he created the earth. Well, right. I mean, he knew about it at the beginning from the end. So, so here in America, in the West, for example, how does America fit into all this, you might ask? Or how does the West fit into all this? Well, you know, the, the reality... I, I believe at some point America is going to become part of, perhaps even maybe even the head of the this this one world order, this one world yeah, state economic system. Or it could be removed before 
Right now, see, we're in the greatest crisis we've ever been in since the inception of our nation. And everyone's walking around with their heads up their butts, cranial rectal inversion, you know, and, and they need a, either, either a proctologist or a neurosurgeon to get their heads out of their asses <laughs> and, and start paying that. attention to world events and start acting like adults and start behaving like, like adults and start behaving like men, not, not wusses, not metrosexuals and get your act together, take care of your family and, and call evil evil and good good. But doggone understand that we are in the last days and start waking people up and say, look, we need to be on the same team. And you're exactly right. And one thing I've heard you say at least ten times today is the docile nature of, of, of the population, the carelessness of the times we live in, nor the awareness. But the Bible also says that in the end days that men will wax worse and worse and that those uh, who are you know lukewarm to cold, uh, to haters of, of the good and Anybody uh, who is uh, subject to God's will, which is all of us, can be blinded for the purposes of bringing this about. Right. Well, so it, as much it, as we can be, you know, in, aggravated to people and, and you know tell them to get their act together. Uh, at the same time, the Lord has people's eyes blinded for a specific purpose. Oh, so I, oh, I fully understand that. And, and yeah, yeah, you're you're. You're absolutely right. So we have to just take that into consideration when thinking of all the just... Uh, well, let's just start with ourselves then. Absolutely. Everyone listening to this, and here's the deal. Everyone listening to this program tonight with just five minutes to go before the end. Here's a homework assignment for the weekend, folks. Why don't you do this? Of course, every every morning you get up, read the Bible. Every every chance you get, read your Bible. Get close to the Word. But understand that we have a very specific position to play. Understand that time is short. And it's kind of like, you know, if you use any analogy you want. I don't care. But get off, everyone get off of their high horses. Everyone put their egos at the door. Everyone understand that we're all human. We're all in this together. That we have a position to play as Christians. Start acting like Christians. Start start taking up the mantle of Christianity. Start being more, um, just just understand that that we need to to find our own moral center and spiritual center. We need to, to, to at this point, to be on our knees repenting and praying, but we also need to be studious in approaching, um, just approaching what's coming with sobriety, but with intellectual awareness. I think the awareness of what's coming is as important as as any as anything else. Now, you might think, okay, well, you know, uh, obviously, Biblical knowledge would be being close to the word. That's important. Of course, that goes without saying. But from me, from my point as a non-pastor, non-minister, but just as a Christian man and the head of my family and the head of really the head of this organization, basically that we have here, it's my responsibility to to, to get everyone girded up, armored up, and prepped up and ready to go because we're gonna we're gonna be on a on a solid ride here and a pretty bumpy ride that is and arrows are going to be shot and we can't afford it to be um pussyfooting around with uh with with things of, of, of little consequence in other words you know we have to look at the bigger picture and if you want to get into um little issues like how cruise birth certificate is he eligible or not well you know what probably not but at the end of the day does it really matter at the end of the day does that really matter of cruise's eligibility is Cruz going to save us? Is Rubio going to save us? 
Is Bernie Sanders, if you're on the left, is he going to save us or Hillary? Hell no. There's only one Savior, and, and of course, that's Jesus Christ. So that's the only thing I've got to say. But you know what? Let's start acting like men if you're a man, and if you're a woman, act like a woman. Saw a woman the other day acting like, I don't know what she was acting like, but I'll tell you what, it was nothing I've ever seen before. But see, people are starting now, as we started the program, people are starting to, um, people are starting to come unglued. People are starting to, it's almost like you've got a compass and your moral compass and, you know, something affects your compass and that goes just wacko. You know, you're going through the Bermuda Triangle and your compass goes. Can't afford that. Can't afford that today. Can't afford that ever, but certainly not today. And that concludes my opening statement. Well, excellent. As your opening statement has led us to the end of the show. And I like it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm spent. We had a good week this week. Um, It was a a return to the old in the sense that it was a a week without really any guests. Standeo did come on, as usual. But um, we had a show, a week of shows, just you and me, having discussions related to topical news, important current events, as well as deep spiritual matters, uh, philosophical and uh, matters dealing with human nature and the spiritual battle that has been waged since the beginning of mankind, since the beginning of the, the pre-Adamic. <laughs> Do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen, um, those listening and those who care about uh, the content of the show. Send, me an e- send us an email at studio at hagman and hagman.com. That's studio at hagman and hagman.com. Or just go to hagman and hagman.com and um, give us an idea of what you'd like us to talk about, the topics that are important to you, whether it's, uh, what was the caller, uh, I, I think, Phil, College of Knowledge. Let us know. Do it this weekend. Let us know. All right? Appreciate it. God bless each and every one of you. We'll be back on Monday. Um, if anything major happens over the weekend, uh, expect some some live video from us at some point. Uh, or uh, we will address it. Otherwise, we will be back Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Global Star Radio Network. Check out the archive of Ted Breuer's show today, as my dad was on the show. Yeah, and Sunday's show is going to his show is going to be real important. Have a good night. Global Star Radio Network.